<sighs> Welcome everyone to News and a Flipside. We're late because of Sean. Uh, there's two Sean, so you can figure out which one it is. It's one of them Sean's down there. No, it's actually because of me, guys. I, I, unbelievably or not, I have an other life besides this, and it sucks sometimes. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the show, Sean, Sean, and Jay. Uh, so we got the rounds going on here. Before we get started, Jay, you know, we never do this properly. So, hi, guys. Y'all should know me by now. I'm Joe. And we're not going to get into my bio because y'all should know it by now. Jay, tell them, tell them, man. So what the hell, who the hell are you? What the hell are you doing here, man? I Why am a uh, co-host politics? with... <laughs> 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 uh, it's fun. Uh, I, I co-host uh, Church of Mabus Fridays on uh, the channel here with Jeff uh, Pritchett. And um, I, my next, uh, we, we just came back from uh, Christmas break. Uh, so my next show is, I believe, the 26th. And that's Fridays here at 8 o'clock on the network. Yes, Jeff. Sean, oh, Sean, Jack, Sean, Sean, Jack. Yeah, Jack, okay. Hey, I'm Jack. Oh, Since this was the three J's, I'm Jack. But hi, my name is Sean, and uh, I have two shows uh, on uh, this uh, platform here, UPRN Radio. Do you really? Um, who to, yes, wait a minute. Who to, who to play gave you two shows? That's it. I'm fired, Michelle's ass. You, where, no, where is, you got to talk <laughs> That's it. Michelle, where you at? You fired, girl. No, go ahead, Jay. I got... Um, I got uh, Sunday nights, 8.05 to 9.05 p.m. And Tuesday nights, 8.10 to 9.10 p.m. Mm. So we got a surprise for you in a minute. So now, Sean, Sean over here to the left, bottom corner here, we're playing. What is that game? <laughs> the squares game? Okay. <laughs> right, see, I need Hollywood squares. Come on. Yes. I, Come I on, need Joe. drugs for these. I, I do better when I have drugs for these shows. Anyway, anyway. So Sean, uh, well, Sean, why don't you tell him first? Tell him, you know, he's he's a he's a world famous author. He's won a few prizes along the way, but but more importantly, he's got other news for y'all. <laughs> so so I'm gonna have a show on the network. Cool. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into too many details because I still have to make mm -hmm. sure the name is perfect and everything's perfect. But it is uh, slated to start Sunday nights on yes. in February. It's gonna yes. cover. Uh, well, I mean, it's going to be very similar to my YouTube channel, Through a Glass Darkly, kind of a, an extension of that. It's going to be where the paranormal meets military science fiction and fact. So uh, if you very think fun. you can't mix geopolitics and the paranormal, you are in for a rude awakening. What time? What time, Sean? I like what time? It. Yeah, He's following you, Sean. He's following oh. you. Yes, Sean, I'm gonna have to you. get you. Yeah, it's an S squared. It's an S squared night. S That's squared. right. That's yeah. It. So it's gonna be. Yeah, Sean, Jack, you're gonna stay up late Sundays just to catch his show. So you, you know, Jason's gonna be there now, and of course, into the nightstand, and Sean's gonna be following y'all. And we got another show that's gonna be opening before Chase. It's gonna be a nice rounded Sunday. Should be good numbers for everybody too. And with him being last, he'll benefit from uh, from everybody else. So it's kind of nice. No, guys, uh, he's told y'all in February, he's got to talk with the boss. I have nothing to do with any of that stuff anymore. Nope. Asking me who's coming on when, you wasted your time. He's, he's got to watch, what is it, 72 hours of safety videos. He's got to get, like, the jacket yeah, right. and the hats and all, that, and all the gear and the schmear and all that. He has to go out and buy us. <laughs> he has to buy us coffee every Friday night, you know. Uh, oh, I right. forgot about that. Yeah, coffee and donuts every other Friday night. Uh, well, he he doesn't he don't know about Naked Admin Fridays yet. Uh, Carolyn. <laughs> uh oh. No, no, really, really. When I want to know who's on the network, I write to Michelle, or I call her, or I catch her on her show. No, I'm serious. She sends me a printout. Actually, this is who's who. <laughs> it's her job. She does a fabulous job. I don't have to deal with it. She's she's right on the money. She's she's very firm, but she's very fair. So what I like about her. Yep. 
And she's absolutely. cute. And she's absolutely. cute. Absolutely. She's the Elvira Canada people. But I tell you what, dude, with her working with you, man, she has to really put in the dye in her hair. <laughs> you better, you're trying to get you're trying to get one show, aren't you? <laughs> Michelle, he's eating me, baby. He's on drugs, yeah, baby. He's gonna. She's laughing. Oh, shit. She's laughing. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. What's it, Denise? Um, no, really. No, we are looking for a female. I met a, a lady just recently I think would be great, but, you know, it's up to her if she's going to come on or not, but... Um, what's hard to find a female? Well, what's hard? First off, females don't always like to talk politics. I mean, some do, but a lot don't. And then you got to deal with the guys. So you got to be able to deal with that. So you, you have to have, you have to be, and when Joe you, you just have to guys, know, he means you get to deal with Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, everybody, but I mean, still you, you, you have to be confident in your political views. Yeah, so it's, we, it's we used to have a friend of ours. Yeah. Well, we had a friend of ours who's out of D.C. She's young, bright, she was, was hosting with me for a while. She was 26, 27. Her, her hardest problem she had was that she was really smart and she understood politics really well, but she would back down too easily when somebody pushed her. And, you know, when, when, when you know you're right in politics, you know you're right. And even if you're wrong, you still know you're freaking right. I mean, it's just politics. And uh, I, I told her, boo, you're, you're going to get eaten alive. I said, I'm nice and sweet, you know, so... I said, but other people are not so much. Uh, Christopher Lee, you're here again. Nice to see y'all in here. Oh, y'all finally deciding to get like three in one place. Okay, well, all that, in one, all in one box. No, yeah. no, all in like ten boxes, but still, it's better. Oh, well, it's, <laughs> better than one YouTube. So this all started because I I started protesting YouTube. We're not going to get into why, and uh, and it's it's caused a little ripple effect. Mm. You know. Well, no, I mean, they got us good. So we just, just one of those things. No, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Ukraine tonight, uh, a little bit about Israel. No, Ukraine actually going to be talking a little bit more than a little bit. There's a lot of shit going on over there. And, um, well, Lizginsky's all like, woo, woo, we shot down a Russian spy plane. One of them big billion dollar spy planes. I'm like, dude, do you just want to get bombed, don't you? I'm thinking, you dancing around Kiev. Sooner or later, there's going to be a continental ballistic. Go, ooh, bloop. There, there's, there's that possibility, but there's also the, the going to be gone. That they're using stuff that's so old and out of date that they don't care if Zelensky shoots them down. Yeah. So you first know, off, those two, those two eight, AAA things they took out were top of the line. That radar system they took out between them and Moscow was top of the line. And this jet, this was they said it was $1.1 billion jet. Wow. So this, this is a top of the line jet. I don't understand. Is is. Look, I've seen Russia fight wars before. I mean, they fought in World War II, and, and they fought in Afghanistan. They did, you know, come to think about it, they did get their ass kicked in Afghanistan. Yes, they did. Yep. Didn't know? England? Didn't uh, the United Kingdom? Yeah, they got their ass kicked, too. And we would have got our ass kicked. We just didn't care. We just, oh, well, you know what? Just keep all of our stuff. Wait, what? Yeah. I'm still, I asked, by the way, whoever told me that earlier tonight, I am still not over. We left all of that crap over. There. And it's not so much that we left uniforms and boots and guns and tanks and shit. It's the fact that we have of hard currency. It's the cash. I mean, hard we left enough cash to fund fund a, a jihad for twenty years, man. I just. I think we did. I think we did the math. Ended the war. One, one pallet that was all twenties was something like. Forty no, million. No, no, something no, like that. But think, yeah, four pallets. I think it was more like four hundred million, but. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of money that they left behind. But I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not going to go. St- we're going to get into that too. You mean Iran and, and uh, Pakistan getting in little border skirmishes? Mm. 
See, well, I, I don't really know. Iran, Iran and the wait, Taliban got, got, got into a border skirmish too. Yes, year. that's what I heard. Yeah, but just re- yeah, so. just recently, uh, Iran bombed Pakistan. Really? Yeah. I didn't hear that. Wow. Yeah, we'll we'll this bring the story crazy. up in a little while. Yeah, it's it's just uh, you know. Again, and I'm going to say this for, I don't know, the umpteenth million time. I've probably said this more times than Sean and Jay's been alive. Um, <laughs> look, it's time to lance the boil on the planet's ass, okay? I've been saying that since like 16. So, so, so <laughs> that's what the Middle East is. It's a big old boil on the ass of the planet. Or actually, in this case, it's probably on the belly of the planet. But still, take a good couple of dozen, you know, 100 kiloton nukes. Whoosh, Glass, you know, you know what glass. we'll hear after that. You know what we'll hear? What? Shh, what? Shh, what the hell? Shh. No after, more shit. Everyone stop screaming for being burned to death. I don't know Why? what it is. I mean, they start more wars than anybody. I'm just, just stop. That region has been under some sort of armed skirmish since at least prehistory. There, had, I don't think there's ever been a, a even a, a single year without conflict in that region. So, what's the most peaceful continent on the planet? Do y'all know? Antarctica. Antarctica. It's Antarctica. It has to be Antarctica. There's only like, like 50 well, people on it. No, 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 no. Antarctica no, actually, has... per capita, Antarctica doesn't make it. Australia. Something about suicides and, and murders. No, Australia. Australia. Yeah, it has to be Australia. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's Australia. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. We'll talk about it later in the it's show. It's not Antarctica. It has to be Australia because, I mean, there, there's no other really large continents. And, you know, uh, well, I, sure, in our continent, because we just a murderer. That's a piece of it. I mean, you know, you no, got, Jimmy, Jimmy, Canada's not a continent. No, it's not. It's a country. It's not a continent. Part of this continent. I think it's the second time. second largest landmass. U.S. goes back, but sometimes we third, sometimes we fourth. I don't know what. It's like one country swells. Anyway, no, Russia and China is still probably the two biggest countries on the planet. Yeah, I mean well, Russia, yeah. Russia and, and Canada. I'm square sorry. footage wise, yes, square, square footage man-wise. wise was definitely Russia, but people wise was China. Oh yeah. So oh no, it's, more. Nice. No, it's no, India no. now. It's India, India now, now, yes. India passed it up. India has taken China's lead. Oh, have they? they? Yeah. So, and you know, it's funny about this. Me and Stephanie Benet about ten years ago on this show, we're talking about this. Said, hey, look, you know, it was three point something billion then, and and at that time, India was three uh, one point. I mean, it was one point three and one point two. And we made the forecast within ten years they passed them, and sure enough, and they are on the on the day on the, on a the dollar they passed them up, and India is going to keep passing them. But see, I kept trying to tell everybody, India is the country is going to be the next large free democracy, and that's the country you got to watch because as long as they stay a democracy and stay part of England and all that, one day they will be far above America money wise. Uh, I mean, it's just a matter. And you see Bill Gates and all that. And people should have realized when they see nuts job Bill Gates go over there and start investing tens of billions of dollars, you should have known something was up. You know, all these other shitty companies went to China where they could try to shortcut mm-hmm. things and make money off of you. All the other companies went to India, which are much longer term goal. And, and they're going to be the ones that pays out. And the main reason is, is because Xi Jinping's. He doesn't know how to deal with people like Donald Trump. And he doesn't, he, there's no way he can't figure out how to get all them sanctions off his country. And then COVID comes along and other things going, nobody, and then, you know, poison our dogs, poison our babies. Nobody wants to buy anything from China anymore. You know, so it's going back to Taiwan, Japan, Vietnam is actually taking a big role in it now. Who would have known? Vietnam, Vietnam they sell a lot of our electronics, a lot of our light bulbs, almost all the light bulbs you buy now in the grocery stores and in the hardware stores, they're, they're made in Vietnam. Good. 
I know people, and just, just 20, 30 years ago, people hated them Vietnam gooks, baby. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think my wife still does. Well, aren't they uh, still uh, from? I was are, too young. Are, are we allies with Vietnam now? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're the ones who set them up to make the, the electronics. I mean, they're built. They're making all of our LED light light bulbs. They're making uh, most most of the electronics you get in your toys. They're making. You know, they're not making like, the circuit boards. That's you know, we know where that is. But you know, they, we set them up for success for sure. No problem. So we're that. we're two years out for our first chip plant. Three years out for our next two chip plants. Let's see how close this actually is. Um, I don't. Anytime I hear estimates like those, it shouldn't be that hard to retool stuff in a country. We got shit laying around all over the place that has either been used or been started or put aside or military, whatever. There's a factory like two blocks that way, literally that way from my house from where I'm pointing. That's not being used right now. That used to make like um, uh, car, not parts, but car tools like wrenches and sockets and that could, like for. You know, factories and warehouses that made that build tools. And, well, and, Bowen's uh, and got four clean plants in East East California that are all like three hundred thousand square feet. Clean plants wow. is where they when, where they're building stuff that they have to enclose it, and nothing can get in any kind of dust or anything. Yeah, mostly it's mostly yeah, it's it's mostly high end electronics and stuff for NASA and stuff like that. But they're not being used. Man, they'd make great chip plants, and they'd be easy to tool up. So, I mean, I, I know there's lots of places to tool up. Somebody said, well, we can't go to war with China because it's not like in World War II. We can't just start building shit. I said, you still know Detroit is still in Detroit. I mean, uh, Dodge is still you in Detroit, have, right? Along with Ford and Chrysler and everybody else. I mean, I'm like, did y'all forget that or something? Oh, man. I, I wonder sometimes. They may have more people than we do. We've got way better technology. And, and people may not realize, but World War II, there were companies that we still have today that were making guns. Companies like Hasbro, which makes your board games, they were making stamped out 45 caliber one shot, you know, guns that they were dropping on occupied territories in England, in Europe, <laughs> and and with notes in the different languages, you know, take this gun, shoot a Nazi, take his gun and shoot more Nazis. It literally yeah, said yeah. that on on this thing it was stamped yeah. out in a toy factory. Well, let's see today. So most of the generations today, you got the baby boomers. And some of the ex-generals may have had connections to World War II and definitely to Vietnam, but most everybody below that really hasn't. Uh, it's not something they've seen other than on TV, you know, watching Pearl Harbor or something like that, which is a tear-jerking movie and all, but it's all it is. It's not living the experience, you know, you weren't, you weren't in it. And it's hard to get stuff like that across if you didn't live the experience. I mean, oh, yeah, it was miserable, but it really, but it was miserable. It was horrible in a lot of places all around the world. But really, you weren't there. You weren't hearing it every day. It's not part of your life. So you really don't think about it. Right. You don't think about going without this or going without that. Oh, shit, I can't have no chocolate bars. Uh, I can't have, oh, I can't have this. I can't have that. Every woman in our country was actually working, building airplanes and tanks and boats and every other freaking thing they could get to get them on. And running our schools and, you know. No, Den Den oh, no, Denise. If, let me put it this way, Denise. If the females of the United States didn't go to World World War II, I mean, went to work in World War II, we'd have lost the war. Oh shit! They they out they outnumbered the men in the plants. I was like ten to one, twelve to one. It was crazy. It was it was just they were busting it. Thank God for the ladies, man. What are you saying? They should have Rosie. So you're going to be Rosie to Riveter and burn your bra while you're riveting the tent. <laughs> I think we're past all of that now. I think we can move on for that. Well, the only reason I bring it up: Could you see a Z Jenner out there driving a ribbon? Nope. Gun? Nope. 
I could see it. It would just be like comedy, but I, I could see it. Now, the, the X Gen is, I think the X Gen could get in there and bust it. it. They'd be like this. They'd have their cell phone. The millennials could bust it. Yeah. Try not to lose a no finger. Shit. Yeah, no way. <laughs> they would be taking selfies of them shooting. Yeah. No, I think they would take their phones away before they went to work. Yeah. <laughs> they, well, they'd they have to because they'd be working on classified equipment. So it'd be mm-hmm. put your put your phone in the bucket. Put That's your right. Phone you get your bucket. phone when you're done, buddy. Leave your phone right here. Um, oh, it would it would be in a lot of ways it would be comedy. But I think once I think with any generations, once it settles in, once you know it's this or die, I think it doesn't matter who you are, you're going to turn your ass around, or you're going to die one or the other. Um, I, I really yeah, you, you have you have to admit though the first two the first like year would be funny though. I it do not be. work on weekends. I do not work on okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> which one do you work? How many hours? 16. No, 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 no. no we could no. draft yeah. you instead. So, you know, right. you'd be working that, yeah. hours. Have you guys sleeping ever with your seen, rifle. Ever seen the TikToks where they got the husband and wife and they're thinking, they're saying, what happens if we got uh, drafted together? And they have like a music playing and the girl saying, yeah, I need my nails done. And the guy saying, it, it's, you have to check them out. They are funnier than hell. Oh, oh my god! Now I'm sure there's going to be rules about that. If there's kids involved, somebody's going to have to stay home. But well, you know, you know what? Yeah. Is, what I'm afraid of, Joe, is that the young kids that we have today, and I'm being honest when I say this. That's because that's what we said. The war is They just girls. don't want to do nothing. They don't want to do it. No, no, they don't. So this, this is how I look at this. I remember one time I was in boot camp and I was being an ass, and I was just messing around, and and, and I said this, this just isn't realistic. And I still remember this. My commander looks at me. He said, really? It's not realistic enough for you, right? And he goes, he walks over to the guard. And he said, okay. And we're all still going through the mud. And I was saying, yeah, pop, pop. Mud just flies. Like, pop, real, not real. Hold on. Let me go see if I can find a machine gun. I'll make it real. Everybody in the company's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going. We're going. We're getting them out of this place, man. But it, it is a motivation. And I don't think, I don't think it matters what generation it is. Bullets start flying. Your ass is going to start waking up. First time you hear that, and I've heard it more than once, you hear that, sing, and thunk. Because people don't realize, you know, they hear a gun, they think, oh, it's so loud. But when the bullets come, the bullet's not loud. Bullets makes a little humming, spinning sound. Yep. <laughs> zip, 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 zip. It is the freakiest thing when you're sitting there and you hear one zip by your head. The first time I ever did it, I was 15. It was me and some friends and a dog sitting on a hill. We were down at River swimming. And there were some guys way up on the power line, I guess, shooting at targets. And you know, zit, zit. I said, whoa, 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 where's my gun? I started shooting back. Pow, pow. Like, look, people, there's people back here. <laughs> Knock it off. Because, uh, you know, hey, it, it wouldn't have been intentional. It would have been an accident. But still, 30-odd six bullet hitting you back in the head or 30-30 bullets knocking on You're pretty much dead. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even if you shot up in the no, air and Carly, it came it's down weird. ballistic, it's still going to hurt. Yeah. No, Carly, it's weird. It's just a weird surreal sound when you hear it go by because at first you don't you think was that some, some kind of bug and then you realize no that wasn't no bug moving that fast and uh, and then you realize what it is and you just realize you could if it would have been two inches over you'd be dead um yeah it's it's and then the next time i heard it i was on board the uss nimitz and one of the idiots um i don't know how he did it released one of the chain guns on f on, on a uh yeah it was on a, well, actually it was Seriously? on a hornet Yes, it was on an F-18 Hornet, and all you heard was, and then you heard, and then you heard this weird sound because it hit the side of the uh, tower and ricocheted off. So it was like, and then you heard another weird, like, like this queer metal sound humming off in the distance. You're like, really? 
I, I'm thinking to myself, there was like 14 of us standing there. He, it, it had been even just two inches or all of us would have been dead. And those are what? 10 calibers? No, they're 20 calibers, I think. Man, uh, they're they're, 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 I'd have to go look it up next. I forgot what the F-18 had, but I was just like, and you the know what? It, it at least. It's also taught me a lesson. It didn't even dent the conning tower. It didn't even dent it. It barely took the paint off of it. I was like, wow, that's that's impressive. And I mean, think how close we were. I, this was freaking impressive, man. I was like, shit. Uh, oh, people, you know. Well, no, um, Marsh, we go to, when I was in the Navy, when I was, in, uh, when I was full in the Navy, we went to uh, Fallon, Nevada, which is the Bombing Derby. Yes, been there. Been there. Full out, full out war games. Full out insanity. Uh, everybody's there. We got Army there. We got Marines there. We got Navy pilots there. We got Air Force. Air Force always gets their ass kicked, by the way. Uh, go look for yourself. Go see who's got it's all the truth. It is so it's, true, it's, everybody. You know why, people? Because yes. uh, carrier pilots are just way crazier than normal yes, everyday are. pilots are. Yes, they are. They, they will do shit. And plus, they were flying the, the F-14s at the time. And F-15's a great plane. But the F-15 has the F-14 has an advantage of the F-15. It can fold its wings in and go vertical, where the F-15 can't. <laughs> So you tear efficiency. You tear just whoop whoop. Oh, you're dead. That's like these son of a bitches. My squadron. When I was with the squadron down in Florida, were we were ass. with the A7 Corsairs. That's, that's, that's who I originally was with the River Rattles. That's who I was originally with the A7 Corsair River Rattles. Never. That was the first squadron I was ever assigned to. Yes. Um, Golden yeah. Warriors VAA. Damn A7s were rattle traps, man. First time I ever rode one, I, I told the pilot, I said, "You really get in this thing and fly around." He's like, well, you're working on it. I said, dude, I'm working on it. I mean, this thing, it's like, Whoa. you got it like yeah. you got it like 650 were, miles an hour. It felt like everything lying. was gonna fly off the plane. I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> this, I gotta give the pilots credit. They were they were brave, man. They were brave. They were nuts, dude. They were, they crazy. were nuts. They were nuts. Um, anyway, Jimmy, no, I'm sorry, we get we get sidetracked because um, a lot of us have, on the network have served, so we, we get crazy sometimes. And um well, no, the only uh, who was it? Um, a good friend of mine, uh, they they drove tanks for a while. He tells me one day, he says, well, you know, I, I drive American tanks. I'm really not too much worried about it. He said, but, you know, if I drove a Russian tank, I'd be so shit and scared at 810. I'd turn around and go the other way. He's like, I said, I'm like, really? He said, Joe, them things are back. I've worked on them before. He said, no. He said, there. He said, first off, he said, I'm sitting on duty one day. This thing comes in missing half a wing, big chunks out of future. Like it's flying and it landed. And I'm thinking, he says, did you know it has three, three uh, uh, hydraulic systems? He said, everything's redundant. Everything has two, three or four of them. He said, they just keep flying. And he said, you got to think if you're on the other side getting shot at by one of these freaking things, you're going, okay, no, yeah. we don't, we don't want to play anymore. We want to leave now. They carry yep. a pretty heavy army. No, they, they, they're good. I mean, good it's enough that the air force. Yeah. Well, yeah, almost. They, um, what do you mean? What's my favorite tank? No, you, you should ask Sean what his favorite tank is, not me, because I don't, I don't know yes. enough about him. Um, you know, I was, I was an Avery fan until a while ago, and then, uh, and then after that, I, I don't know. And I, I know I don't like any Russian tanks anymore because every time I see them, they pop. <laughs> <laughs> did you see? Did you see a, a Bradley, like an M2 Bradley, with a chain gun, took out a a, a, a T90. I know it was, I mean, it was sorry, sad. Serious? We were trained. Look, I did. I, I I got trained like just like a day of training on the M uh, the M three Bradley, which is the cavalry version, and like we were trained that the tow missile, right the 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 uh, 
wire guided <laughs> missile that we had, that was for tanks. The chain gun was not for tanks. The chain gun was for like armored personnel carriers yeah, and just other tear shit up. light skin videos. Not like you're not supposed to take on a tank with a 25 uh, Mike Mike Bushmaster Bushmaster cannon. But this, I mean, I was I was amazed. Like those things are better than we thought they were. Yeah, and plus, I, I don't know what these these Russian tanks, which means some of the other of their allies have um, these tanks just have a seems to have a weak spot in them or something. I mean, they were popping. They're not using as good materials for sure. I mean. Well, it's 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 almost like where the where the turrets connect, and it's, there's something not reinforced or something. Maybe they didn't use good enough steel. I don't know what the hell it is. Because I watched the one with the guy. He's sitting there, and and it, it was it almost like it was almost like it cut through it, like it was, he was shooting a little laser instead of bullets, and the thing just went bloop. And then they seen the one guy throw that what looked to be a homemade bomb. I mean, it didn't even look like the freaking real bomb. Threw it up and it landed right next to the turret. It popped and the turret would popped over sideways. It's like it's. I have no idea what that is, man. So they, what is your favorite tank, there, Sean? It's the M1. I mean, it's still the best tank. I don't think there's anything else out there that that comes close. Yeah, right? it's got the chop ham armor, right? Like it. Now, I mean, I think I think they found a way to pierce it during the you know last series of wars, but. Yeah, you got to get you got to get close to that thing before you can do anything, and it'll take out a lot of Russian tanks before they even see you, right? That's yeah, that's the, the other good point. Plus, they can fire. My favorite thing about those tanks is they can fire on the roll, man. That that mm -hmm. makes such a big difference yeah. when you're in combat. You know, if you when you got to stop and park and fire these days, you're dead. Sure, <laughs> somebody's gonna kill you. But when you're cruising and you see that tank dip down, the gun go up and it just fires and takes that as target. You're like, now that is bad ass. Uh, you know, and and they carry all kind of all kind of shells. Um, I seen the yeah, army they, they was airburst shells, so like throw flares up in the air. Yeah, well, the the who was it? It was I think the Marines actually petitioned this for the army for some reason. They want to use some type of he called it a uh, um, something sparrow missile that's fired like a shell. So you fired out the barrel of a tank. But when it gets out of the tank, it goes out on its own like a little Sparrow missile, and it's got a serious-ass charge in it. Uh, I was like, what? what? I, I was just confused. I said, couldn't you just put something on the tank that shot little mini-missiles off of it? Why? Why? I don't know. I'm not in the military anymore, so I don't know why they do shit like that. Well, some of, the, some of the longer missiles may need a longer launch period, and you just you don't have those kind of services yeah. on a tank. It's yeah, a I short guess vehicle. So. You know, I guess with, with, a, with, a, with a jet, you're already going, you know, 700 miles an hour. So you already have enough speed to, you just have to boost that rocket. But on a tank, what are you doing? 60 miles an hour at best? But, but it said it, it's guaranteed tankular plus. It can kill yeah. it at twice the distance of anything else uh, around it. So, you know why the Marine Corps, you know why the Marine Corps probably petitioned the Army to do it? Because hmm. the Marines got rid of their tanks or, or are getting rid of their tanks. I'd heard that. It's, an, it's it's sheer insanity. I don't know why. They're, I mean, it, it's not. A, it's not a flyby wire. That's the other thing. It's a. It's a stand. It's a standoff weapon. You just fire and forget. It goes yeah. on its own. Yeah. Well, they got. They got. They're going to have the ones too that you'll be able to fly from the uh, cockpit. But I mean, from inside the tank. But, um, I mean, warfare is going to change, and sooner or later, you there won't be anybody in tanks anymore. They'll be just running on no. their own or being run from somewhere else, like the rest of our drones. That's my question. Yeah. I wanted to ask. So I've been thinking about Swan would. You know how they fly the drones, right? Would they be doing that with tanks? Yeah, and, and submarines. Any machinery, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any machinery. It's just a matter of time. Helicopters. Yeah. 
you name yeah. it. Give it, give them a hundred years when those aircraft carriers will be fully automated. There won't be nobody on them. They'll be out there yeah, doing their same, little thing. Same with probably cruise ships. They're probably the only thing that'll be that'll that'll be operating on it would be like the people that are cooking food for the guests. Uh, you know, like all the other operations will be automatic. Fred, you're talking about Asimov's law. There's actually a couple of different laws you could talk about if you want to talk about AIs. But okay, how do you how do you teach anything Asimov's law when it's built and designed to kill people? <laughs> so what 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 do you say? Oh, I don't kill white people. Oh, I don't kill black people. I don't kill Americans. Can it really distinguish in combat between an American? If I mean, if it's two white guys running down the field, I mean, is it going to know which one's which? Yeah, it's 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 going to have some trouble. I'm just saying, guys. I mean, it's, you can't teach something to kill and then expect it not to go around killing shit. I mean, let's just be honest about it. No, it, there, there's a pretty good fictional example in the, in the cartoon, the X Men. They they designed the the uh, Sentinels to hunt out specifically X X Men type people, people with that special gene that makes them a mutant. But then the the creature, the the robot that's in charge of the robots decides that all humans are a threat, and, he, and instead of just going after the super powerful mutants like the X Men, he goes after all humans. So, you know, it doesn't matter which how you want to write the AI. Humans it, all, it, all, it all comes back to the fact that the AI at some point is going to go, hmm, humans suck. Let's stop them from doing any more damage. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, John, the, the Ukraine is, is do unexpectedly well. That's all I can tell you. Uh, anytime I read about the Ukraine, which is several articles we're talking about tonight, they're doing – Russia is supposed to be our competition. They're, to be able, they're not actually supposed to be able to take China and be our competition. Right now, I'm not sure. They're getting beaten they, by Ohio. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I know it's about the size of Ohio. <laughs> I guess they're scared to commit because if they can commit all their forces, it leaves them open for an attack. And the thing of it is, they're not really to be truthful. And Putin would, if he wanted to be honest, he would tell you this. He's not so much worried about America coming over and attacking Russia because we've never done it. We're not mm -hmm. going to do it. it but too long to get China, there. There. Yeah. China, who shares a border with him, might take advantage of it uh, and say, well, look, Russia's preoccupied. It's got its whole force over there. But I know it by the time they know there, we're in Moscow. Turkey's there. Poland's there. You know, England's not too far away, but they have a And then wait. Thing. And if that happens, does America get in to help Russia from China? I mean, what? What exactly happens here? Do we or, let, do, or do we get behind China Russia? and go after Russia? <laughs> no, we're not. We're not going to back nah. China. We, we just flip a coin, you know. Then then I get back China because Xi Jinping wants to dominate the planet. Putin was kind of pretty much happy dominating Russia. Uh, Ping, I don't know. Ping's in bad standing in China right now. It's a good really? possibility. Yeah, if something don't change, he could find himself out. Uh, yeah, their economy will hit the. So first off, Xi Jinping. We talked about this a long time ago, but. But she came in. He said, all right, I'm going to make us look good. He started building buildings all over, building shit all over the place, pumping up their money, pumping up their money, pumping up. They're just inflating the hell out of their money. Then about four or five years ago, we find out that the buildings are empty. Yeah. Okay. And he then when he gets pulled out on the side about it, they said, oh, no, these are from materials. In case anything ever happens, we go to war, blah, blah, blah. This is all materials that can be used. So we have it here stored this way. Okay, well, how, how is raw building material stalled, stored as a, as a finished building? How do you do? I mean, what do you? That doesn't I don't think they finished the inside. I don't, I don't think the insides were finished. I, I think all the wires and all was run, but I think it was well, all. How did they get there. up there? I mean, they have to. They have to no, I mean they they had off. they they had like the metal frames going all the way up, and all of the uh, 
all the wire and all in there, but all I have to do is roll that shit back up and go. Also, that they can take it down to rebuild like Beijing after a war. It makes it's, absolutely it's, no sense. I, I agree. It made no sense at all. But they were so U.S. was cracking down on them at that point about buying stuff out of South America. We didn't like them buying as much raw materials out of South America as they were. So we started cracking down on. I guess they just figured, well, we'll just store it like this, and why not just build underground facilities and store the shit, you know, properly. Copper, rubber, whatever you're going to use. Gold. Fuel. I mean, they've been buying up our, our oil reserves since stupid Biden started selling them. You know, I never, you know, how, how can you honestly be this stupid? You're selling off our, our oil reserves to try to lower the price. I'd rather you keep the price up and not give our freaking oil to China. So you yeah. lowered our reserves, up their reserves, and, and cost is still our backup emergency, you know, supply. I mean, it's like it's like a 12 year old's running the country. It's somebody playing because a 12 year old probably is running the country. I think what a 12 year old would be actually better, you know? Maybe, you get, you maybe get one, of those, one of those tech tech school kids that's 12 or 11. I'll bet you five bucks to do a better job than Biden. Oh, I wouldn't probably doubt that. Well, I don't think Biden's not even in charge. There's some clown that is, you know, is running. Yeah, Obama's more. My problem Obama. is, if, if you judge by the way things that are going in the country, it seems like there's three or maybe four clowns going on. So yeah, I think sometime yeah, Obama gets his will in there. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Jane away. What's her name? Anyway, his wife definitely gets some say in there. And I think Dr. his little Biden. groupie, I think his little groupie staff was what they are, uh, get their way mm -hmm. sometimes. Because you hear him say shit or do shit and you're like, Wow, that's that sounds like something like a really young progressive would say, yeah. and uh, yeah. not not some old you know because yeah, like his social weird. like his social media consultant is like yeah I mean you, you just <clears throat> and it's just sad and then uh, you know he and he keeps making these you know bionomics decisions that are just so horrible I'm like dude read do something look look at the prior economies look at the good economies this country's had and see what the hell they were doing and try to match it. Stop doing whatever the hell you are right now and just stop. I mean, I, you know, every time I go on Lowe's, everything's up 15%. I'm like, son of a bitch, I'm going to stop shopping here. It's, um, and you know what kills me? So the other day, my stepdaughter said, hey, let's stop and get some McDonald's. I said, okay, we stop and get some McDonald's. She wanted one of them little griddle sandwiches, right? Okay, cool. Now, so she gets it and she's like, what the hell? So it's about the size of a palm of her hand now. It's like a, yeah, it's like a slider now. And it's, it's 50 cents more and it's smaller. Yep. I'm like, are you shitting me? So it's everything's like that now. Everything now, in all fairness, I will tell me say this about McDonald's. It's like the quarter pounder. It is smaller, but it is still a quarter pounder. The meat is still a quarter pound pre-cooked. Uh same thing with, with the griddle. All the meat that's an egg that's on a normal is still on there. It's just less bread, which is supposed to be better for you and it should make a better sandwich. But it got smaller and cost more. So I'm not I don't give a shit what they say. They're just screwing us every chance they get. Yep. Oh, and, and then a friend of mine who works for the Mars company tells me one day, you know, Joe, they puffed the M&M bags up now to make them. He said they put 20% less M&Ms in a bag now, and they puffed the bags full of air to make them look like there's more M&Ms in them. Oh, yeah, and then they explain that the air is for, for uh, shipping purposes, so the, 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 particularly when it's like chips, so they won't Because, you know, when I was a kid, M&Ms didn't have no puffed bags. You could feel it. M&Ms already across the bag, man. It's like, yeah. No, no, no matter what kind of bag product you have, as soon as you pop that bag, the, the top like quarter is air, and like you you buy a bag that's this big, there's that much product in it. <laughs> it's like less than half. 
Hey, man, what country are you from? You don't know what M and M's are. <clears throat> I'm, I'm just asking. I mean, you can't be if you're from anywhere on the this side of the world, the west side of the world. You got to know what a damn M and M is. They know what they are in Argentina, man. Come on, uh, where where are you from? Iceland. I didn't know anybody mm-hmm. lived on Iceland. Was there five people there or something? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not being asked. Well, anyway, what do you got to say? I know, I know all about the volcanoes erupting. I've been telling people about that for years. It was happening. No, no, there's nothing. I said, well, something's making all that ice melt. Something's got to be underneath it. Same thing in Antarctica. They found. I said it 20 years ago. I said there's one in Antarctica. They finally, they oh, guess what? There's one in Antarctica because ice doesn't melt from underneath unless there's something heating it up. I mean, it's like freaking baby science. But it had to be global warming, and it's not global warming because it's it's volcanoes. Uh, and you know, first off, global warming's not real. Climate change is real. Global warming is not, because where I live has actually gotten about eight and nine degrees cooler, and I live in a deep south, so obviously it's not globally warming down here. It's globally cooling. Our winters, we have had snow. Um, at, at where I'm living right now, five out of the ten years I lived here, so in the 50 years I originally was alive, it only snowed four times. <laughs> and wait, and we call it snow. Y'all don't call it snow. We call it snow. I mean, it's like this mishmash. It gets about yay thick and <laughs> enough to make a little three-foot snowman out of it. It's not real snow. Go, go take a snow. picture outside, Jay, and show them what it's, snow it's, is. This is it's not, it's not real snow. But it's uh, a yeah, <laughs> anybody, <laughs> anybody who lives above the eastern line, I mean the southern line, mm-hmm. knows what snow is. Well, no, it snows in Atlanta, people. Yeah, but it doesn't snow. No, nah, come on. Jay, go out and take a picture, dude. Oh, no, man. Know. Northern Georgia will get three, four, five, six feet of snow. They get yeah, up in the mountains up there, mountains man. They get yeah. serious oh, snow. Yeah. yeah, they get serious snow. But uh, mm-hmm. no, anything below Atlanta, don't. Well, every once in a while, there was a, there was a few dustings when I was in Savannah, like, you know, an inch or less. But, you know, it, it's a, it, that's enough. To lock down a city that doesn't have the equipment to, you know, prepare the roads. Well, and then we we roads. make everybody stay home because nobody understands you got to how to stop at a stop sign anymore. They forget how to drive. <laughs> Did Texas oh, yeah. get hit this year? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Texas get they, oh, Yeah, I was talking to my grandson. It was uh, it was minus three. Oh no, I'm sorry. The wind chill was minus three. I think it was nine degrees outside, snowing wow. its happy ass off. But he's an Amarella. I was talking yeah. to some friends in Houston. Uh, they also got a good bit of snow. So, the Texas, and that's what I'm saying. Used to never get snow ever. It's like New Orleans, never get snow. But guess what? Last few years, it's so it's not. That's what I'm saying. It's not global warming. It's, it's global climate change. It's for us. What it looks like is all the weather on the bottom part of the country just shifted to the east. You can actually go back and look at the weather and see what was there five years before, and go like a state over and look and see what was there five years before. Yeah. You can actually see it. What kills me is I'm a dumbass and I can figure this out. And yet these guys have still not figured this out. I go to so many of these NOAA meetings. So look, I'm in the NOAA meeting. They're going, ah. I said, you're not going to convince me of this. He's like, he's like, I don't understand. What do you mean? You got to believe. I said, first off, this is science. It's not belief. We're not talking about God or extraterrestrials. We're talking about it science. It either is or it isn't. <laughs> I said, so I tell you what. I said, when you can give me an accurate forecast, just 10 days. I said, I'm giving you 10 days. I mean, accurate forecast for 10 days. When it's going to rain, when it's going to shine, when it's going to flood, I will believe whatever your algorithms say. I said, but the other problem is, is if I ask for going all the algorithm, each one will be different. This one will say 20%. I said, so you're playing roulette and just putting them together and trying to figure out what one is. I said, so that's not forecast and that's not science. That's some kind of voodoo <laughs> shit. Guesswork. Um, it's guesswork. So I said, I said, so, so I said something to him and I said, how accurate do you honestly think y'all are on a 10 year, 10 day forecast? 
He said 50-50. I said, all right, I'll, I'll cut you some slack and give you 50-50. He said, so what you're telling me is on, a, on an algorithm that can go 50-50, you want me to believe what it's saying 100 years from now. What's going to happen to my planet 100 years from now, you want me to believe this. I said, I can't. I said, I can't even in good faith think that you know what you're talking about. I said, because when I look around the country and the weather, unless it's on top of us, y'all don't know what the hell it is. I said, it's, it's, and I said, hurricanes, come on, guys. How long have we been having hurricanes? I said, you got to wait to the day before it's going to hit landfall and tell us where it's going. And you don't always get it right then. I'm like, come yeah, on. Yeah, even then, it, it sometimes takes sharp turns to go. The I'm, like, I'm, but I'm like, but the, the point being is from the day of its conception, they should be able to tell hurricanes going here. Uh, but no, you know, they can't. And they can't even tell you, like I said, three days out, it's still a joke. Uh, two days out, a lot of times joke. Even some days, one day out is still a joke. They like, well, it may go here, but it looks, there's, you know, there's little convection pushing this may, way. May, you know, so it may do this. And wait, and this this is just perfect example. Inches. Perfect example. We're sitting. My wife and I are sitting in in uh, in the Grand Casino the night before Katrina. So I'm sitting there. We were spending the night on the coast, and uh, we're sitting there. We were still living in New Orleans at the time, and we're sitting there watching. And I'm I'm playing blackjack and watching the um watching the storm on TV. And I'm sitting there and I'm doing pretty good. And I look up and I seen the storm made like a little I'm like, what the hell? Uh, and I went back to looking and, and it did it again. It caught me at the corner of the eye. I was like, what the hell? And then I started watching it. And it looked like every so often it made just a little tiny jog. And I'm like, why didn't the weatherman say anything about this? He's just ignoring it. So I watched this for about an hour and it, I said, Oh shit. I went and caught my wife and said, I've never evacuated for a hurricane. She almost drowned in, in, in Betsy. Um, I called up. My, I said, we're leaving. Pack the clothes. We're out of here. She's like, what the fuck do you mean we're leaving? I said, pack the clothes. We're out of here. I said, call the kids. Call the stab kids. Call everybody. Get your shit packed up. We're leaving. Well, first off, my middle stepdaughter's like, no way. We're not leaving. We're not. I said, you better leave now. And she lived a, way, a long ways from the coast. She was in Slidell. We were in New Orleans. I've driven through Slidell. So so I'm like, just pack your shit up and get out. So they were arguing, and then, then Sherry just stopped and said, you know what? Joe never wants to evacuate. We better leave. Because <laughs> I don't. I, everybody's like, everybody's evacuating, running. I'm sitting there. I'm outside taking the kids surfing on a beach or out playing around. Like when y'all have them cat twos up north, it's funny to us because cat twos, we get out the, the, the rafts and go play out in the waves. Um, it's it's just child's play for us because it's designed down here to take those kind of storms. So when I get back to the city, everybody's like, everybody's calling my house. Are we really leaving? I said, my car is packed. I said, I suggest y'all be out of this town in less than 12 hours because if not, you're not getting out. And I said, no, no. I said, no. So when I left, everybody really panicked. <laughs> Somebody jumped in their cars. Even my stuff was like, shit, she's leaving. I'm going, man. So we get out. I took everybody to Fort Walton. And uh, um, and everybody's like, why are we going to Fort Walton? The storm's I said, storm ain't going to Fort Walton. It's going to, it's going to New Orleans. Oh, there's no way I said it's going to New Orleans. So we're all sitting there playing in the surf in Fort Walton Beach. And it just slaughters New Orleans. Just, <laughs> it just rolls right through the city like it ain't shit. It hit the Gulf Coast of Mississippi with almost 30-foot waves. Uh, it wow. took out you – could, you could drive by one of the churches. Everything was gone except for the steeple and the bell. Everything else was just gone. And, and the steeple was probably about 35 feet up. Everything you found, one of the casinos, as a matter of fact, the one we were staying in was lifted up and dropped on top of the hotel we were staying in. Well, that's convenient for a rebuild. Yeah. Well, the guy was funny because I was talking to the guy telling him why I was leaving. He said, oh, we're going to stay. I said, if I was y'all ugly, I hope they left because if not, they did. Um, yeah. There were, there were a lot of people died on the coast. It was just, you, you get a sense. 
and and you got to know. And I and there was something about that. I was like, nope, we're going. And, I'm, I, and the funny part is, my house where I lived in New Orleans actually didn't get any damage. It got about this much water in it, just enough water that I had to pull my carpets downstairs, and it ruined all my. I had a library with about two thousand books in it. The oh. water because we we couldn't get back to the house for a few days. It swole everything and just. Pop the yeah. sides of the shelves off and shit like that. So that just sucked. A lot of my autographed copies, one one of a kind, uh, just just you know personal autographs for being on the shows and shit. And I was like, well, that just bit. The-. And we used to have you know, it was like a little Linden library we used to do for science and space and paranormal and aliens and shit like that. Uh, it was like a it was like a big version of little little ones you see out on the corners. Whatever they. It's they weird how it. you mention that because that's that's kind of how I got into the paranormal studies is. That- we, we got hit with a uh, hurricane, Hurricane Agnes, uh, 72 or 73. And my parents, we had just recently moved up to our new house in, in Rockville, Maryland, and they had all their books in the basement. Well, the basement flooded. I mean, it was like I was seven, six or seven, uh, and it, it came up to my waist. Now it's at least at least three or four feet tall. So uh, we had a pool for several months, but most of my parents' books got destroyed. But the ones that didn't, one of them was shared to the gods, and I saw that, and from that point on, I've I've been researching UFOs and Bigfoot. You know, it would be so nice. I wish he'd learned English. Uh, Eric Von Donovan. It would have been nice to interview him in English because he's. Um, I would just like to hear it in his his exact words. That's all. You know, because yeah. when I I remember when I, uh, Billy Myers, I interviewed uh, his spokes, his official spokesman, because Billy, you know, English wasn't. And uh, Michael Horn really was his official and and um, at that, he got so mad at me one night. He goes, because I busted Billy on faking at least two photos. It's not that it, and to be frankly honest, I think some of the photos Billy took were legit. But yeah. like everybody else in ufology, they get bored. You're only as good as your last thing. You're only as important as your last thing. You're only as popular as your last thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, his popularity had waned. He wasn't getting any more attention. He wasn't making any money. Uh, so he hoaxed a couple. And it weren't even that hard to figure out. And uh, so I, Michael Horn was on the show, and I asked him about it. He said, oh, no, no, no. He said, how can he hoax? He only had one arm. I said, what the f- one arm's got to do with hoaxing something? Yeah. I'm, I'm like, yeah. I said, we don't even know if he had accomplices. I said, dude. Don't you, don't, you don't know how many people are standing behind that camera. <laughs> so so when I um, when I, when I I broke it down, to, and this, this is still available on the network, when I broke it down why it was a hoax, he got furious, started cursing me, all kind of stuff, and I started laughing. I said, well, you know, I hope Eric's watching. I said, I mean, and I said, I hope Billy's watching. I said, Billy, this isn't anything personal. This is what I'm supposed to be doing is checking to make sure everybody's being on an up and up. And I said, and I said, I'm sorry you had to do this. You know, I don't know why you, you maybe they didn't want you to get any more pictures of them or something. I said, but I still have respect for you. I said, because I, I do know your first ones were real. I said, but, you know, you should apologize to the community. That way, at least they'll keep having respect for you. Because if you don't, everybody's just going to think you were in it for some other reason. And he came out and admitted they were hooks. He said that, um, and he he actually said, he he said that his better part of his ego, his, he he said the better part of his id got to him, ego id, you know, whatever. It's um so, and still Michael Horn's still mad at me to this yeah. day over that. He still hates well, he, me. You know, he, he was the line. He was in the limelight for what, how many years? He still is a little bit, but I mean, it, it's yeah, just. I mean, yeah, it was he hardcore. Was like daily UFO yeah. news years ago, you know. It was hardcore, and if he just would have left it at that, he could have lived off them other photos forever. He just, he just, his popularity started waning a little bit, and part of that was because he couldn't speak English. He couldn't make the tours in the U.S. 
if he could have got out in tours and told the story, he'd, he'd still be telling the story in tours. But, you know, it's, learning a new language ain't easy, especially when you're old shit. Uh, so I'm sure, Carly, he could have if he wanted to try, but I would not want to learn a new language at my age. Uh, I can speak. What do you mean? No. I know. I got friends that can speak multiple languages. My wife can speak multiple languages. I'm not. I, I can speak multiple words. <laughs> different languages. <laughs> and most of them probably are not good in polite company. So uh, they, I would call them barroom words is what I call them, most of them. Yeah. It's a uh, matter of fact, I was asking my son, an old one today. I couldn't remember what it meant, a Spanish one. No, we're not going there, people. Um, there's a couple other things going on in the Ukraine. So the Ukraine hackers have now hacked into Russia in every major way. Mm. They have gotten in all over the place. I mean, I, I don't, I'm, I'm really confused about what to think about Russia right now. So the, the article starts out Ukraine, black, blackjack, I mean, Ukraine, blackjack hackers hit jackpot in Russia. I mean, they got into all sorts of stuff. Uh, they got construction plans. They got it, they got different plans for five hundred military, five hundred Russian military sites. Wow! You know what the Americans will pay for that? I'm sure. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised the Americans helped them out a little bit. Well, they probably <laughs> did. No, we're not going to lie. Yeah. They probably did. Look, look, we have the best. We may be the most vulnerable, but we also have the best. Um, hacking sophistication. We, we have a pretty good intelligence network, yeah. Well, and we've been real lucky. What do you mean? Oh, no, the Russians are good. I mean, not the Russians. The Chinese are good. Yeah, they're good at what they do. And they're the ones that hack us the most. But, so... That's how they're able to catch up, is they keep hacking our stuff and getting the new the new technology so they can yeah, keep but up see, with us. That, that's dangerous, yeah. though, because sometimes we plant technologies that go to dead ends. I know. Oh, why, no, yeah. So that's that's why, so... This was something. Well, they also, I I think they hacked into the security clearance, security clearance applications like the SF 86s of tens of millions of Americans. I mean, they, they got, they got into my thing, right? That was, well, that might've been why I was offered it. That might've been why I was offered a two year gig in China. It's, um, they, they hacked a lot of, yeah. Um, it's funny. So the U.S. is a sneaky bastard of a country. So you can know this. So most people don't know this. It's still fairly, was fairly classified. It is still classified, actually, but I'm going to let it leak anyway. So y'all all remember the Russian space shuttle, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, it never it never could get off the ground. They always had these weird problems they could never figure out. Legitimately, they did steal the plans from NASA. Well, they didn't yeah. steal them. They were given to them with a bunch of dead ends in them. <laughs> is this part of the farewell dossier? They just, they just, it was a bunch of dead ends that were given out. It's not the only thing we've done that way either. There's, there are sometimes, you know, any, any good hacker should realize if it's too easy, it's probably not going to turn out good. Um, well, no, and that and Jan, most, most important stuff uh, doesn't have a connection, an internet connection to it. So anywhere the U.S. stores particular types of documents, you can't access it from the internet. You have to actually go into a physical room and access the physical computer put it on a chip or put it on a thumb drive or whatever you're going to do with it and take it to what you're going to use it for. But you can't. That's why if you want to hack into it, you just drop some thumb drives into the parking lot of the the facility. (laughs) I mean, everybody knows like that's not, that's like, that's like the oldest trick in the book at this point. Yeah. They, uh, 
Except it's like 300 bit can encrypted. So it's probably a pain in the ass to get into. It's yeah. uh, so well, I mean, they, we, have, we, they have better right. intrusion detection technology now. So yeah. So we, we only use, I notice uh, every now and then somebody tries to hack as well. The, the offline computer is running 256 and, and, and so it's, it's pretty mostly safe. This setup is a little bit different because it's, it's a tiered security system. So first off the ha- the cable company runs a security system on top. Then I, then I run, then my routers run dual security systems and every computer in that place has at least one good security system on it. So it's, 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 it gets a little redundant, but it also keeps people out of your shit. Cause I'll get pings from Norfolk all the time. Like you'll get like 1.5 million pings in, in 60 seconds. They're trying to get into your system. They're actually trying to bring your system down when they do that. Uh, in the old days, they would knock out a computer. Boom. Because your computer just couldn't take it. Today, these 12 cores are like, whatever. Go take that child's play shit home, man. You're not getting in here <laughs> with that stuff. It's not going to happen. You can't even go fast enough to keep up with these computers I got right now. Um, what do you mean? The one I'm on right now. Now, the one I'm on right now is an 8 core with 128 gigs of RAM in it. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's all SD drives, yes. No, 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 no more. Oh, no, some of the ones are regular drives, but these are all SD drives, yes. Oh, no, this ain't the big one. This is my personal, just for doing this. This does nothing else but what we're doing right here. It's not designed. It don't post O car. It don't do anything but this. It's what is it? It's, it's just designed for this. Um, what do you mean about the tank? I did read the article about the Ukrainian guy chasing down the tank driver on a bicycle. That was so, so he was throwing Molotov cocktails at the tank. I'm thinking... Don't tanks have machine guns on them? What happened? I know in the old days they had they machine guns do. on them. Yeah. I'm thinking, do yeah. you just spun around and went, oh, sorry, I didn't mean yeah, to cut they, your hand there, should bro. Be a, there should be a 12.7 millimeter Deshuka. And, the uh, like well, this, they, got this on, they got this on video. The guy, he hit the truck. First off, guys, Molotovs really aren't going to do anything to a tank. It's not even going to get and it hot enough to do anything. enough to get some of that fire in the magazine where the bullets are stored, you're not going maybe, to do much maybe damage. Maybe get the to gasoline it. in the breathing vents and suffocate everybody or something. I, I don't know. Maybe, I just, yeah. Well, I, I, just think, I, I just I don't, I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't sound like something you should be trying to do. So anyway, that's what's going on. Then all of a sudden, out of the blue, what do you see? A guy with looks like a large. <laughs> whoop, there goes the tank. <laughs> the guy was a distraction. That's what he, all he was, was a distraction. Um, and then you just see a guy sitting in a thing with a missile launcher on his shoulder, shooting at the thing. So and another thing, I have seen M1s get hit with a missile launcher before and it didn't even phase him, so I'm confused. This Russian tank, just it looked, I'm telling you, it looked like somebody took a can open and tank the top one. Bloop. Maybe it had like a an, like an armor-piercing round on it or something. Like a, I don't know. I don't, it looked like a standard, it, it looked like the old Lara systems. It's, it's probably something more updated, but it didn't look like anything more than what we used to shoot down the Russian helicopters with in Afghanistan. Like uh, RPG really. sort of thing? Yeah, or yeah, sort of, yeah. yeah it, it was just, it was very unsophisticated. Hmm. Uh, it, it, you know, I'm not even sure. It, I'm not, it might even had a wire on it, to be honest with you. It was, was a shoulder launch weapon then, probably. Shoulder launch weapon is what it was. Uh, you, you see the guy, he's kneeling right there. Because the guy, the guy in the tank, for some reason, I think he was going to turn around to shoot this guy because he was turning the turret. And then you see you see on, in the video the guy sitting in the middle of the road on his knee, and I guess the guy in the tank noticing he was turning back, but it was too late. So he got the he got the turret midstream. I guess he caught it under underneath while it was turned. I, I, was it was it an end law like like one of those British 
anti-tank weapons because those will work. It could have been. Yeah, no, I mean, a, ja been. a javelin I mean, is designed for uh, top down too, so a javelin would absolutely yeah. work. But I, you would know if it was a javelin, I think. It, it's, but I mean, it just looked like any standard rock, uh, you know, over the shoulder uh, system. It's probably an in-law. That's probably a yeah. British in-law. You, you know, it, yeah, it's, it's hard to tell when they're that far off, and it, yeah. it was it was in, it was in camouflage green too. So, uh, what do you mean, Jack? No, that don't mean who it belongs to. Camouflage is just the area you're at. Yeah, is that no? Okay, just because they're green don't mean they belong to a particular branch of the service. And actually, a lot of those type of weapons you can usually only find in like the Marines or the Army. You usually won't find them in the Navy or the Air Force because Navy and Air Force use real missiles. <laughs> they don't use baby <laughs> missiles. They use real missiles, man. They're like, which what's that little? No, hold on. Let me show you how we're gonna kill this tank, man. We're gonna bitch blow this bitch off the ground. Uh, uh, Actually, and and uh, when we were in Fallon, they did have uh, tank simulations, but cardboard. And oh, they did have some old World War II and some like late seventies models tanks out there. That I used to shoot at. Believe it or not, them old tanks were heavily armored, man. <laughs> Friggin' shit! You'd think the new weapons would pierce right through it. Nah, not all the time. No, nah, no. Nah. Oh, the old World War II tanks never had a shot. They couldn't even ro rotate the turrets while they were moving. They had to stop to like do everything: aim, shoot, rotate, all of that. They're they're just there to see who's the best shot. That's all it is. It's a bombing derby. It's a fighter derby. It's a whole nine yards. Yeah, they just blow shit up. That's all they do. And you're on twenty four hours. Sometimes you're on forty eight hours off twenty four, but usually you're on twenty four on forty. I signed up for the on. So I'd be off on on forty eight off forty eight because you got to stay at the Mustang Club as well. Anyway, that's where we were staying, and um, we would just you. go out to the field for thirty days and yeah. it would be on. See, see, on, that's a difference. On, on, on. <laughs> yeah. Well, and when we you're on board, yeah. The yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much how that was. They uh, when we want on board ship, sometimes you'd just be on, and uh, you just work and work and work and work and work and get whatever sleep you can get because they really want to see what you can take, but. Um, when when once once you get to a certain punchy point though, because you, you're screwing around with billion dollar pieces of equipment, uh, they kind of go, okay, that's enough. Y'all go down to eat something, go take a shower, chill out, and and they always keep one fresh crew around just in case something goes haywire, somebody tries to attack their carrier or something. Even though there's yeah, don't a whole pilots don't sleep. pilots have it really nice that they get they they're mandated to have eight hours of sleep a night or something. They're 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 yeah. supposed well as, like as long as we're not in combat situations. If we're in combat. They're mandated as long as we're on, they're on. Uh, yep. They can be on. They can be on call for forty-eight hours nonstop. I've seen some of them pilots. I'm thinking, you getting in the airplane? He said, "Yeah." So let me get over here. I said, "I'm not going to stand where I usually stand." He's like, "What do you mean?" I said, "I'm getting over here, man. You should make me nervous." Because, dude, they they would they would be like, you know, they'd be like on a chair or something, cockeyed sideways, taking like five minute winks, and we would clear their jets, and they're like, "Oh shit, already?" And I'm like, "Yes, yeah. it dude, it's been a half hour." He's like, "Yeah." He said, "Wow, that's a long turnaround." I said, "Yeah, we're trying to let you sleep a little bit." Because we had control of the turnaround, so we could actually help the pot. And they appreciate it. Let me tell you what, man. They bring y'all kind of favor things back. But um, you still, you can only give so much time because the deck commander was watching. So he's out there screaming nonstop. And sometimes I was a deck commander. So it's, it's just, it was it was an interesting life, I'll tell you that much. Well, no, people, it's always like that on board a ship. When you're in the military, it's always like that. You mm -hmm. you get breaks and you get life and you can have fun. I mean, there's lots of yeah. stuff to do in a service that's fun. And if you're once you're stationed somewhere, especially if you're land based, you, you can get a lot more fun. But um, 
but that's your life. I mean, you're prepared to go kill people. That's what we do. We go make sure that you can live without having to deal with this. Like you little Z Janice, y'all can be okay. And, you know, drink your little <laughs> chocolate milk and shit and not have to worry about it. <laughs> I'm just when, saying, man. When I was a cook in the Navy, we worked three off two, worked two off three. That's how we did it. Even on ship, too. Well, when no, we on, ship, on ship, we were 12 and 12. When we were in combat duty, sometimes I would see 72 hours straight with 24 hours and then 72 hours straight again with 24 hours. And then, then they would break us and give us 48 hours and then another 72. And I'm telling you what, man, 72 hours on a flight deck is almost like suicide. Yeah, it is. It, it, it's, it is. It, it, it's like, and what happens is, because we all become really good friends, everybody's is really, not only are we talking or looking, but we're all touching, making sure where everybody's at. So nobody accidentally gets their freaking head chopped off or something. Yep. Uh, yep. It's a dangerous job. It, man, but it also tells you why we have the best military in the world. You don't see any other militaries doing that shit because you'd be blowing their ships up. And Kirby, I did see that. So the Chinese, their new fancy aircraft carrier that's supposed to be the answer to the Eisenhower is cruising along. Ooh, boom! Big chunk of the side blows out. <laughs> I think it was a boiler or something like that. Well, no. Okay, Pete. I don't know what actually runs that carrier. Maybe a nuclear, but whatever it is, most carriers, whether it's diesel or or if it's diesel or some other kind of gas or nuclear, it turns a turbine. It, it creates steam. That's what it actually does. Yes, it turns a turbine. It can be direct turbine too. Some of them do direct, but some of them create. I don't know why they create the steam. It don't make it. In the old days, they did it because they used it for two reasons: one, to turn the turbines, and also to run the catapults. But today, the kinetic catapults, so they don't use steam anymore. So everything might be just maybe, maybe they have a steam backup, and, and they might, and they might. Oh, I'm sure. But, uh, but these days, everything is pretty much d direct drive. So it's basically a nuclear reactor hooked up to a prop. And uh, <laughs> how fast can I go? I don't know. Can can I get it up on a plane? Let's find out. Um, they can spin that prop fast enough to melt the fins on it. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's a different world now, and it's it's it, even though the Nimitz was a badass aircraft carrier, it's got nothing on the Eisenhower. Uh, the Eisenhower is just a beast. And there are hidden weapons that no one knows about in the Eisenhower yet. It's been leaked four times uh, that there's at least four new weapons on board. And, oh, and then there's the blast system, which has actually been released. So underneath the bottom of the, the decks and the carrier, all the way around, I don't know if it's water or air, whatever it's blasting. So if a ship's trying to approach it and gets too close, they just turn these on and it'll just push the ship down into the water or it'll push it back away from them so they can shoot it but it won't let them get close enough to the hull to touch it. Uh, I At first, you know what I really thought it was? I thought it was something like out of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where the carrier took off because it looked like when I seen it in action, it was like all these jets coming out all the way around. And I was like, is this bitch going to take off? <laughs> I was kind of like, it, you'll see it. it. There's a couple of pictures of it here and there. And it got leaked out. Somebody probably got fired. The first time I seen it, the first picture I seen of it was either faked or hoaxed or something. But the second one I seen was real. And then I called a couple of friends and asked. I said, is this what? Every now and then I get lucky and, and I, I'll run across somebody who's actually got some information. But uh, what do you mean, top speed? Of, I don't know what it is. The top speed officially of the Nimitz. Probably top secret. <laughs> the, I think the top speed officially of the Nimitz was 60 knots. I think her actual speed was somewhere around 90, 95. One of my friends wouldn't even let me come back on the show because I said the, the real speed was like 95 knots. Joe, you can't be giving away classified military to me. I said, you don't think the Chinese don't know how fast our freaking carrier goes? Yeah. I said, they're probably out there with a stopwatch going, woo, look at that bitch go. 
Uh, actually, do you know what else was crazy? Whenever we would pull into port, and this is tr this is true. Whenever the carrier that was on the Indy, we pull out from port, and you would have so-called shrimp boats following us out, right? About mm -hmm. ten of them, and you could just see all the antennas that were on spy top boats. Of these yeah. Oh my God, it was crazy. They were spy boats that looked like shrimp boats. It was, ah, those were the days, Joe. Those were the days. It was in. Oh man, so we out there. We're Westpac somewhere, just across the equator. And I wasn't a newbie this time, thank God. And you know, they're out there hazing the newbies like they always do. And you see, <laughs> you see this just big trawl that's coming by, it's getting pretty close. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes a look like an Agus cruiser just comes boating alongside of us. Bloom, 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 starts cutting in front of us, and another one starts cutting in front of us. And then two more come up on each side of us, and they're sitting there like, oh shit, is somebody getting ready to attack us or something? Because this is an attack formation. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Uh, we all of a sudden. I hear that the, it's a KK alert means we're bringing planes on deck. I'm like, what? And uh, and then my boy calls me from Oregon and says, Joe, they're all loaded. I'm like, what do you mean they're all loaded? He says, they're all loaded. I said, okay. So we get them on deck. We put them in the air. And as soon as the planes went up, this thing just makes like a, like a as sharp as you can turn in a big funky-ass boat like that. It was too late, man. Them two Aguses, one was on each side. Whatever these cruises were, one was on each side just sitting there going, hello, <laughs> what are you doing here? And, and they, you know, the old days they were using a ch -ch 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 the light thing, which yeah. is cracking me up. I'm thinking, come on, people, pick up the radio and talk to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I'd like to share one more story. When we were yeah. out at sea refueling, the Russian ships would actually come up in between the, the tank, the oil ship, the gas ship, or whatever, and our ship, and they, we would have to break lines all the time. So, and this is a, this is true. They would throw eggs at us, and in return, we would throw tomatoes and eggs and anything we could at them, you know, as they cut us up the middle, man. It was great. It was it was fun. But we had to break lines all the time, and there's well, nothing yeah, you could do about and, it. And that, that's why they were doing it. So anytime on the Nimitz, the only, the only four or five times I've seen this, I'm, I still remember this. I'm sitting on, on the, underneath the deck smoking a cigarette. Because uh, there's a little underneath the flight deck, there's a little cubby. So I'm sitting there smoking here. It's a great place to take pictures. So I'm sitting there and I hear the alarm going off, meaning about what we're doing. So I come off the deck, I come up top, and I see the the, the tender coming up alongside of us. And it's getting awful close. I'm like, whoa, tender don't ever get this close. So I go walking over there. I'm getting ready to start getting on the mic and bitching at somebody. And I look over the side and what do I see? Ballistic missile submarine with. She had, what was it, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve hatches on top. I was like, son of a bitch. I've never seen one yeah. personally that close before. I was yeah. like, wow, what is this? And uh, and then you seen, uh, it, it looked like a freaking destroyer came up and just parked in between. Nothing nothing was getting around us. They were just sitting there. And we were cruising at about 22 knots. And at a whole bunch of them, and they're just loading shit, unloading shit. Yep. And what they were doing is, so they were bringing on board our ship, bringing it below decks and using the side hatch to bring it onto the submarine. Yep. I was like, yes. look at this slick shit, man. Yep. Yes. They, they didn't want the Russians to know it was there. Hmm. See, now the Russians got them satellites and go, Boo -doo 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 -doo. What, what the hell these idiots do? We know there's a submarine right there. Uh, it, it was crazy to watch, though. And oh, they this, were the, those were the days. Well, the second time it did it, I got to go on board and walk around, take a look around. I was like, I'm glad I'm not a submariner. I said, I'm out of here. I'm going back to my ship. <laughs> like, I was on, 
No, I wouldn't be on the submarine. No way. We it's used to call them, you call them bubbleheads is what they were called, bubbleheads. So let's see what we Bye. got here. Okay. Bubbleheads. Bubbly headies. Let's see what we Oh, I wanted to bring this up too. New ICBM is seen going 37% over budget, $96 billion cost. So wait a minute. Okay. We're going to pay $100 billion per missile. Shouldn't we just keep the old ones? I mean, you know, what the hell? I mean, we got 5,000 of them. We got 2,300 of them on warheads. Yeah, paying that much just explode. <laughs> Do y'all know at one time we had 11,100 missiles in this country and Russia had 15,000? That was getting insane. I mean, that, that was enough to, to end the world, I don't know, 20 times over, 30 times over. No, Nobody coming back from that. That would have definitely been a sixth grade extinction. Uh, well, Dan, the way it's set up right now, all, everybody who hates everybody seems to live on top of the world. The bottom half of the world seems to get along just fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. And so y'all know this, just because there's a nuclear war up top does not necessarily mean that it will affect the bottom of the planet that hard. Because we spin in opposite directions. The weather does. Y'all didn't know that, did you? Y'all also didn't know that the tallest in South America spin in opposite directions are the ones in North America, did y'all? I know, all this useless information. I won. I have won so much money in that shit. <laughs> it's not even funny, man. <laughs> It's 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 not even funny. Well, a good friend of mine from South America, he said, whatever. I said, I'm coming up there to find out for myself. I said, I don't have to. I said, I'll put a camera on for you, videotape it. He said, you got some trick toilet. <laughs> I was like, I said, dude, it's 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 just the way the planet works. I said, that's why they call them hurricanes in one place and typhoon in other places. I said, it's just different, man. They don't want to, they don't want to hear that. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Brittany, what do you got for us? Joe Biden by 2 million votes. Huh. Well, Brittany, um, look, I got this land down here for sale in New Orleans. <laughs> really pretty land. I'll give it to you for 1.5 mil. It's about five acres. It's right outside the city. It's great. You might have to pump a little water off of it, but it's, it's whoo, man, it's prime property. Yeah, you might have to hunt some gators, too. Yeah, yeah. The gators, once you pump the water out, the gators go away. Snakes, uh, <laughs> Okay, guys. I sent y'all going to start putting this. So we're, we're doing we're doing numbers. Trump by five million. Trump by ten million. Trump by a hundred million. What the hell ever? You people are a crack, man. Uh, uh, what you got there, Denise? Seriously, Biden's going to win by four million. Uh, Trump's going to be convicted by all of crimes, and the country will get its senses back, and Trump and Biden will win big. Well, I mean, he's got a 9 million person lead, right? He just imported 9 million voters. Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny about that. So just, just had to just piss Biden off. Beyondly. So, you know, Border Patrol. And so you, they won't let, they're not, well, anyway, the Texas police and rangers won't let Border Patrol down there. So they've been asking these, 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 and these illegals who you, who, you know, who you give credit to. And, uh, they said that like the first few batches that came over were hardcore Biden. He said these are anti-Biden. So I don't know what's going on. I think somebody down there is 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 well, they're probably pushing them. But what's really funny about this Trump voters, that's what they're doing. So well, so Mexico said they're gonna put the Trump thing back in effect, even if Biden don't help them. Uh they they've had enough of this shit. They they're tired of people drowning drowning in the Rio Grande and shit. They just they've had enough. So they're gonna start 
seizing these people and putting them in camps to await extradition to the United States. And uh, one of the um, one of the U.S. congressmen said that we need to to balance this out. Uh, we don't need eighty percent men and twenty percent women and children. He said that's not that's not right. He said that's and I've said this a hundred times. That's a fifth column is what that is. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. let so if you've got the eleven million here and nine million, that's twenty million illegals in a country of four hundred million. And these are all young men. I said that's just dangerous. Uh, all the way around. That's just dangerous. I said, it's, um, it's time to start paying. And, and granted, they're not going to all be evil bastards and stuff, but I bet you a few are more. Uh, Jackie, that's true. The people who blew up the Twin Towers did not come from South America. They came from Canada. Yes, they did. Them effing Canadians let them in. Canada has no border. What do you mean? They don't have no border restrictions. You freaking, half the time, you just show them your driver's license, they let you in. Hell, yeah, half, half of those 19 people were in the United States just months prior taking classes how to learn how to fly those jets. And CIA knew they were in the, they, they knew they were in the yeah. country. Yeah, they knew they were in the country. They knew. They, they, they didn't want to tell the FBI because they wanted to get intelligence. They want, didn't want the yeah, FBI they, to come in and screw everything well, up by arresting them. They did, yeah, they don't want anyone playing their own sandbox. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Holy um, crap. That bad. I mean, look, I, you can't blame the CIA for thinking that way because they're right. But yeah. well, but had had the information been shared across multiple platforms, it may not have been yeah. as devastating. Correct. Correct. Be right back. Oh wait, they're gonna they they're going after Alec Baldwin anyway. I'm confused. I, I thought he was going to be the hero. Um, I don't. Is there? I don't. I don't know if they're still doing the uh, the the legal action against, but there is a civil suit against them for sure. So let's see. Will this let me share this? Let's find out right quick. Let's find out right quick. Let me share this. Present. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh wait, here we go. And click away, baby. What's that, Gene? All right, I'll restart. Hold on. Yeah, I can't hear it. News into CNN. Actor Alex indicted by a New Mexico grand jury on charges connected to that fatal 2021 shooting on the set of the film Rust. And Alec Baldwin now criminally charged once again. Uh, obviously, we had been reporting earlier on after uh, that fatal shooting in 2021 that the actor had been criminally charged. Those charges were then dropped. Prosecutors at the time said that that was because new evidence came to light in the case, uh, uh, causing uh, questions about a piece of evidence. A law enforcement uh, source at the time told me that that was because they learned that the weapon that was used in the shooting had been modified in some form. And so, again, those charges had been dropped. Prosecutors at the time said, though, that if they gather new information uh, that determined culpability on the part of Alec Baldwin, they would then possibly refile charges. We're learning today that did indeed happen. A jury in the state of New Mexico returning this two-count indictment. I'll read you the two charges specifically. Count one is for involuntary manslaughter, negligent use of a firearm. Count two, involuntary manslaughter without due caution or circumspection. Ooh, Alec, man, you done got your ass in trouble. I was wondering when they were going to go after him. Well, apparently uh, they got some new some new info they had to go over. So, uh, a did, bit of a delay. 
Yeah, y'all can send us any kind of things that y'all want, guys. We don't we don't mind. That, that's why I played well, that. And whatever happens with this, uh, it it one hundred percent killed his new TV show. Um, he was doing the new. Um, oh God, uh, it was funny as hell. Um, it's it's like uh, the 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 game oh, where you thirty rock. Over. No, 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 no. It was a game. Mad show Libs. It was Mad Libs TV show. The the, the original one was uh, Gene Rayburn was the host. He had that really long stick microphone. Um, hmm. Match game. He he was he revived Match Game. It was really really good, because um, they were doing it in, with the uh, idea of making it a naughty theme. So all the all the Mad Lib fillings were usually naughty suggestions and naughty words. It was great. <laughs> what the hell? Whoa! What y'all just sent me blasting my ear out, people? Jesus! Sorry, guys. Somebody just sent me something that came to me full blast. Uh, <laughs> Well, actually, we get ready to take a break, guys. What you got before we go on break? What's up? No, there'll be a song playing and in some intros and lovely stuff like that. What, so what is up? Who? Who's your prediction for president? Nikki Haley. <laughs> well, it's it's possible. Jackie Kennedy, it's not possible for Kennedy. Even though he's he's a good guy. You can't talk like this and be president of the United States. I hate to tell you that. Yeah, it's and not it's just work. not it's just not a, a really good idea to be president with the last name Kennedy. I mean it just but but, but I mean the guy the guy's the guy's smart. I've listened to him talk, he's got his shit together, but the problem is Jackie was Jack was smart. I mean, he was a smart president. Uh Bobby was smart, Ted was ja- smart. Bobby I mean, and Jack Bobby. could talk smoothly though, so they had it easier. This mm-hmm. guy this guy, unfortunately, they could, for they him, could not talk smoothly. I mean, listen to, to Jack Kennedy and some well, of his I mean, people. I mean, but, he but called I mean, Cuba Cuber. He had a tuner but, sandwich. I mean, because the guy had Bostonian words. Hey, yeah, it's Bostonian, though. Yeah, it's in the can. Yeah, yeah, it's in the can. It's in the can. On your way to You do not knock the Kennedys. I'm sorry. But regardless, this guy, it's not It's not his accent or any of that. It's just there's something wrong with his throat. He had throat cancer, didn't he? Didn't he? Yeah. I mean, if he could actually talk, talk, he would be hiring the polls for the Democrat. He wouldn't have to leave the Democratic Party and go as an independent. He, you know, because a lot of places he's pulling 17, 18 points on Biden. Uh, and they're saying, oh, part of that's Trump. No, that's Biden, people. Trump's still yeah, pulling 46. He's not, 46, taking, he's not taking his votes from Trump voters. No, it's, it's, uh, and that's the other thing. When you see these NBC, CNN polls where Trump and Biden are close, you never see Kennedy in them. Well, Kennedy's running. So when you do see Kennedy and Biden's always around 36%. Yeah, so those numbers have to be off of whatever percentage he's up in the in the. So what, what it means is if Kennedy runs, it don't matter what Democrat runs. A Republican's going to be president, and won't even matter what yeah. Republican it is, they're going to be president. Uh, he's going to be the Bob Dole, Ross Perot of this election. He's going to he's going to fudge it for the uh, incumbent. Uh, Marley, it, it's 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 going to be Trump's got a lot to deal with before he. I mean, he's going to win the nomination. I, I mean, judging from the last two things I've seen, he's going to win the nomination hands down. But it still doesn't mean. I mean. So what do you mean? So if he loses all of his cases, as far as I know, none of these cases entail jail time anyway. But uh, even if any of them do, he's going to appeal them and he's going to get the appeals because the one in New York, both the district attorney and the judge have said so much hateful stuff about Trump before the case. And back in 2016, they should have already recused themselves. So it's going to be an easy appeal on that, even if he's got to go to Supreme Court. Well, and plus the whole case is ridiculous. It's like it you tried ridiculous. to sell your house. You asked for more money than it's worth. Therefore, you should be and prosecuted. And, and like, yeah. the, like the federal court judge said, he said, well, wait a minute. Didn't 
He said, didn't the uh, bankers say, yeah, it was fine. We checked him out. We already knew what he was worth. Blah, blah, blah. You don't give somebody $500 million if you don't know what they're worth. I mean, and and wait. And then the judge said, did he pay the loan out? And of course, it's paid in full. Uh, yeah. So, I, I yeah, mean, what, what are we arguing about here? I mean, this is just bullshit. And then now the Georgia case, which was getting a little steam, now we find out the girl in charge is paying her boyfriend $600,000 a year to be a minor investigator and a prosecutor. Mm. So, now we got more bullshit there. So, and then the DC cases are nothing. They don't pertain to anything. There's no insurrection charges there. There's not, I mean, it's, and well, what it's bad about this. There's oh, a rumor man. Kemp, Kemp was, that was his girlfriend, his hot chocolate. Well, I don't know, but Georgia. I, I know, I know, I know she, whoever her boyfriend is right now, she's paying 600 grand a year to be a special prosecutor. Uh, actually, I don't think That's he's a prosecutor. I think, yeah, he's, he's like a special investigator or some shit. There ain't nobody else on that team making 600 K a year. Uh, and to do what? Stick his finger in her ass? I mean, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't say that out loud, but anyway. Sorry, yeah, guys, it popped out of my mouth. <laughs> I mean, to, that's probably what he's being pro, paid for, pro, let's be honest. To, prevent, to professionally provide an enema is the proper That's enema. There you go. That's the proper way to say that. See, that's what we got showing around. <laughs> just, I don't know. What, I mean, I hear things like this, you know, and I, and I hear everybody screaming about how, re, how, how um, corrupt the Republicans are. And I'm thinking, really? We got Joe Biden blackmailing prosecutors and, and presidents. We've got all kind of illegal criminals going on. And even when, when 55% of your own party says that they think these investigations and trials are politically related, that should tell you right there. That, that's, mm-hmm. that's all you need. Because you know 90% of all the Republicans doing 80, I mean 70% of the independents do. I mean, you, you know, and we all know the same thing. In the end, they're going to all be in front of the Supreme Court and he's, they're going to get overturned. And you're, you're going to have wasted literally probably a billion dollars or more on trials you knew you could not win from day one. And and I said this from day one. I said this in his first election. I said, stop talking about Trump or he's going to win easily. And he did. And I said this in this one. I said, every time y'all bring another charge, he's going to go up three or four points. It's exactly what they're paying for his ad campaign just by mentioning these, these court yeah. cases. Well, that's the thing. Like they don't get it. Like they're just, they're just pissing people off by doing this. People who don't even like Trump. They're pissing him off because they see how he's he's being prosecuted for mm-hmm. kind of trumped up charges. Let well, there you go, trumped up charges, yeah. literally. And uh, <laughs> and people just see that like if they can do that to this guy and he's a billionaire and can afford to defend themselves, they can do that to us. They can just make yeah. stuff up and Absolutely. and and people are people just that, people that love Trump love him more. People that didn't love him right. are loving him now because of the. Well, it's not that they're loving him. him. They're just like we need to vote for anything that will, like you know, against this crew that's running the running the government. Even if they don't like him, people are going to vote for him. Hey guys, I have a question for you. I'm not really knowledgeable in politics, but when Trump won, was it Illinois or Iowa? Was that a big deal? Illinois, usually Which there's like the, the three that are, a, well, it's a big deal in the sense that it has a caucus system, which is a little bit different than a pri- like a traditional What's primary. What's a caucus you have system? To, I don't know. You have to go in, like you have delegates that go into these caucus rooms and, you know, you have to convince all the other delegates that your, your person is the person. So okay. it's kind of, you know, and it kind of happens, I think, sort of, I don't know, I don't know the exact term, like. Uh, framework about how it's run, but it's it's a little bit different. But I think the first three typically tend to be Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina. And the person that wins 
the majority the majority of those three generally tends to be the front runner. Okay. Okay. So, I was wondering about that. All I know is that I saw Rachel Maddow. She was like really depressed and and wouldn't talk about it. And she she was like really sad about how Trump won so fast. What was it? Well, I mean, she contributed minutes? to it. Like she she should blame she should blame herself for like demonizing the guy for keeping the attention. Like if they had just ignored this guy, just like after after the election, just stopped giving him press coverage, not like done this whole political theater about January sixth, he would have gone away, right? We'd be talking about DeSantis now, but they just wouldn't let it go. Yeah. They just would mm -hmm. not let it go, and it, all it does is it pisses people off, right? When they see that they're arresting people for you know just showing up on the lawn after all the signs have been removed like people are getting hauled into into jail for what just for like like standing in a field and gawking so like that's just it's just you know that that is really disturbing to people and that's and this is just the the result of that it's i mean it, it should have been obvious four years ago that you just kind of ignore the guy just let him quietly go away but you know they just magnified him and that's right. the truth. If if they would have just shut up when Hillary was running, I don't know. With Hillary, it was going to be hard because she was so right. corrupt, nobody wanted to vote. And, and, and what sucked was I liked Hillary. And then all of a sudden, I, I was like, God, you're the most evil bitch on the planet. Uh, it got to the point where you couldn't trust anything that came out of her mouth. There were so many scandals around her that it just, just wasn't even funny anymore. By the um, way, did you see Jamie, Jamie Dimon's comments at Davos? Like the the head of uh, J.P. Morgan, CEO of J.P. Morgan, about Ma about MAGA. Did you see that? Uh-uh. <coughs> I didn't see it. So, so, so this guy's he's traditionally a Democrat. He's, you know, he's, um, but, like, very centrist kind of um, yeah. mentality. And he told, he openly said, like, Democrats, you got to stop demonizing people who, you know, half the country and saying that they cling to their guns and beer and this and that. Like just because they vote, they're going to vote for Trump doesn't mean they are Trump, right? And then you yeah. know, so of course, somebody somebody throws in because they're you know the media is like, well, you know, he's like, you know, what about the he kind of said the China fluence. He's like, I'm not saying that like he's he's a likable guy, right? And I'm not saying he didn't say things that were, um, you know, offensive and and, and stuff to that people. But he was right about NATO. He was right about the economy. Uh, he was right about the pandemic. Right. And it's just like you can't you can't ignore like the, the economy actually did well while he was there, whether or not it was him or something else. Right. You can debate that until the cows come home. But we were in a much better economic situation when he was president than we are now. So you can blame it on him or not. But the point is, is I think even Jamie Dimon was getting frustrated with this like demonization of half the country because he, he, he can see that he can see where's the where the wind's blowing. Right. When you have a bank like that and, you know, where the president actually you know, has a huge impact on, you know, whether or not you're still going to be CEO when you know, you're, you're going to start moving where the wind's blowing. And that's a huge bellwater. Where's the wind blowing? It's blowing in Trump's direction. It is. And, better and, or when, worse. Yeah. And, when, and when you're watching our economy leap, because even he has to feel the impact. You know, it's one thing when it went up one time. Then two times and three times and four. Even Rich Peel started feeling the pinch when you're everything, you know. So I'm gonna go buy me a new Rolls Royce this year. Okay. Oh well, last year was a hundred grand. Now it's six hundred grand. 
You're like, well, well even, pe- even people just driving like a pickup truck, you know, contractors, you know, they're you're you you're in that business. I I've been in that footprint for a while. You got these big, you know, Ford F one fifties and F two fifties that hold, you know, 65, 75 gallon tanks, you know, at four, three, four, five, eight dollars a gallon, <laughs> you know, it stacks up. Yeah, it does. And, and well, that's the other thing. So people say, well, rich people aren't really feeling it. Well, if you're like making 250, maybe five, 250 to maybe a million a year, you're not really feeling this because you're probably uh, working for someone. You probably, you, you probably have, you know, your bills or your house notes, your car notes, stuff like that. But, you know, a lot of these people, after you break that point of entrepreneurs, so when you got 10 trucks in a row and you're paying $8 a gallon, you feel that. And somebody else has got to feel that or you can't stay in business, which means somehow you got to convince your customers you're going to go up on your product five times as much as it was. Well, they're going to be mm-hmm. looking at you like, wait, I was getting this bag of chips for 25 cents. And now it's going to be a dollar and a quarter. Well, they want all the profit margin. So now they've got to go up to like a buck 50 and everybody's looking at, well, wasn't this like 50 cents or 75 cents just a couple of weeks ago? And it doesn't stop. It just keeps going and it keeps going. The only thing that's stabilized down here is gasoline. It's stabilized somewhere around two fifty a gallon. And yeah, yeah, it stabilizes it for me up in California. Yeah. And, and wait, that's <laughs> that's twice thing. what we you paid under Trump. Uh, to, to, right, right before COVID, uh, we had a uh, ten uh, foot piece of, of gray PVC conduit for electrical purposes. Uh, was a dollar fifty some cents a, fo- a ten foot stick, and that's before tax. A dollar fifty, so like after tax, you know, a little under two bucks. So COVID came, uh, Biden came, gas prices went up, plastics went up, and uh, when I left the Home Depot over there, it was seven fifty six or seven sixty five, seven something, seven dollars more than seven and a half dollars per ten foot stick. Now after tax, that now used to be dollar you know under two dollars ten foot stick is now over ten dollars after taxes and those prices are not coming down damn yeah damn. and it's like uh what did that's close to like a thousand percent um increase in price that's craziness dude yeah well you know what yeah. uh, where i work at okay i saw a lady she bought um maybe 12 items okay she spent 84 dollars on it you know but what her what really kills me the most guys all right here's what kills me the most is that you have uh senior citizens that are living on certain amount of monies right fixed incomes yeah yeah and my god they come in scared to buy stuff because they they don't want they don't know if they're going to have enough money I mean, I, I get an old lady come in. She's like, what, 80 years old? And all she wants is $2 worth of ground meat. And that's nothing. It's just like one-eighth of a freaking little bit of ground meat. But that's all she can eat. That's all she can have, you know? And it kind of, like, pulls at my heartstrings, you know? You just, like, want to go and say, hey, listen, here's a pound of it. You know, and then go up and pay for it, you know, for her. You know what I mean? That's how I feel. That's how I do it. In fact, I have done that a couple of times where I know that the people do not have no money to buy that food that they needed, especially if they are babies. You know, so I would look at their cart and I said, okay, come on, I'll buy this. And I would. And, and it wasn't because, 
you know, I had an ego or I, I just wanted to help somebody out, you know, and I would buy their foods. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. It's just this economy. It, it just drives me nuts. And I feel it at work. I, I really do. I mean, we have so much meat, so much beef, so much pork in the back. You can't can sell only, how much would you no. throw away each day at the end of the night? Oh, my know? God, dude. At least a thousand fifteen hundred dollars for beef yeah. and pork. Yeah, beef, pork, and chicken, like, fish. And then you got hot foods where they have where they cook burgers and chicken and French fries or mm-hmm. whatever. And it's a law in Pennsylvania, I do believe, that they cannot give it to the homeless shelters. They have what? to throw it away. Yes, they have to throw well, it away. What was the logic behind the original law? Food poisoning, I can only imagine, but yeah, that, yeah. that's what I would think it would be. That's yeah. what I, yeah. So the food poisoning, yeah. and even now, check this out, right? So I was over at Giant Eagle, and at the Little Sisters of the Poor would come and we'd give them food, right? I'd give them food, we would, yeah. and then all of a sudden, Jay, the food bank came in and said, Nuns, you don't get no more. We get it all. And we only give you a certain amount from what we collect. Yeah. Is that, that that's just disgusting, dude. Yeah, and then it some really of those food bags you can only go on certain days of the week, like Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah. You know, and they don't even give you stuff. No, yeah. You, you have there's a limit. You. you get like you get like two you get like two cans of beans and two cans of soup or whatever. Yeah, they limit you. I mean, now, now there's like once or twice a month, the food bank will come in and they will like order 71 pound packages of ground meat and 70, pound, 70 either a pound of fives or a pound of legs. You know what I mean? And then we do that for them and we distribute it to, to, to them. We don't, but the food bank comes in and gives it to the people. And I, I think that's pretty decent, but... What a what a bad deal, man! You know, what a bad deal. I seen them throw bread away, bread. Yeah, and it's like you send it. The, well, you the whole the whole retail side of things. You know, it doesn't matter what end you're in, whether it's the food end of it or services end. You know, I I worked in the uh, Toys R Us distribution center. Just like a, it wasn't long after that that they that they actually went bankrupt. The whole company, uh, but the the warehouse was like a million square feet. It was huge. Um, the pallet jack that I rode was uh, able to pick up three pallets at once, so I could carry three full pallets. Right. And a pallet is is about forty five inches square. Uh, and the, this this machine went thirty five miles an hour through the warehouse. And if I, you know, if I crashed, I could kill myself on this machine. Uh, but they threw away uh, in the, in the three months I was there um, every week at least at least close to a million dollars worth of bicycles because they were a distribution center for like the whole like like. Uh, three or four state area here and bicycles that had nothing wrong with it. Like, you know, like one of the tassels was missing on one handlebar or the chain broke, or there's a nick in the paint or the, the tire was like the back tire was gone. There was no rubber on the back tire, little fixes that they could have easily donated that whole schmear to like poor kids. You think some poor kid who doesn't get crap for Christmas isn't going to freak out that he gets a bike missing a tire. It, 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 his parents could easily, you know, afford to get a replacement replacement tire for a 
yeah. you know, a bike that was donated for a, a good cause. They were throwing this stuff away, throwing it down the compactor and crushing it. And we were not allowed as employees of the company to go even anywhere near these. We were told if we even touched one of those bikes, it was instant termination. They, if they saw you touch one of those bicycles waiting for destruction, you were terminated immediately. Wow. Yeah, well, that's, that's well, check this. Check this out, though. And I have a friend, a real good friend up in Michigan, and he likes to work with uh, animal shelters, right? And so he he put out this uh, thing on Facebook, and he said, the CEO of the ASPCA, he makes $7 million a year. Wow. It's a nice yes. gig. Yes. Makes all that money. And he, he keeps telling people... For a nonprofit? Yeah. That's more than a lot of CEOs make. Tell me about of it. Of, like, profitable company. Nonprofit organizations. Um, you know, they fire me, they fire me. But the Salvation Army, same way. Their CEOs make a ton of money, you know, during mm -hmm. Christmas. You know? And... But the seven million, and it's like my friend Mark, he keeps telling him, donate to regular shelters. You know what I mean? Give to the shelters, not by for that the ASPCA, you know, um, uh, don't, you know, work with. But I tell you what, one time when that first came out, I donated, and I'm telling you what, my God, they're just like leeches. They just want more money, more money, more money. It's like, well, hey, I, it's not surprising. It's a problem that we created. Um, you know, the animal population is a bit, uh, you know, difficult to handle, uh, and it's it's very expensive. I mean, if you ever have you ever noticed if you, if you have any pets, how much more expensive animal health care is than human health care? I mean, yeah, if you, you have the, insurance, you better get insurance. Yeah, you you, you really do need to get pet insurance. It's it's that much more mm -hmm. helpful. I mean, it's it's you know. 60 70 80 dollars a visit just for a just for a checkup uh when oh, you go see your doctor it's you know normally like 40 bucks you know cat is do they sell that. pet insurance oh yeah do they yeah uh, yeah i i don't i don't even recall that being a thing when i was growing up but in recent it, years it, that's um, a thing. Uh, animal yeah. animal and cat and dog insurance actually did start coming about like the late late 70s early early mid 80s mm. um but it wasn't a really a big thing but um nowadays it is i mean we, we know that you know big pharma and animal pharma and medical stuff in this country is is definitely a, a for-profit organization it's a it's a gig they're making so much money off of it but you know for any kind yeah, of i think pet, it's one sixth i think it's like one sixth of the u.s economy is pharma it's ridiculous at least that and and yeah, and anything hmm. that is for your pet is at least double medical for you as a human being. And then if you have a specialty pet, like a bird or a snake or, you know, an exotic fish, it's even more expensive. Craziness, man. It's just, mm -hmm. this is craziest. And, it, you know, I would love to save every animal out there, but, you know, I just can't do it. You know what I mean? The people who own dogs that treat them like shit should actually be put into freaking prison or something like that. Well, that's one. That's one thing I do believe Biden did, or was it Trump? One of them uh, did make legal, illegal uh, a felony uh, to harm an animal. I think it was Trump during his administration. So there is now a, a nationwide federal felony to uh, cause harm to an animal. And then the, the dog fighting, huh? You don't hear too much of that in the news anymore. No, I, that that still goes on, but. Uh, 
you know, the big the big stink with that was what was that that Falcons quarterback that got into that? Michael Vick. Yeah, yeah. Michael Vick. Um, yeah, it ruined his career. Uh, you don't hear anything about him anymore, do you? Yeah, no. well, he, he does some like sit-in broadcast with the football. Like he was hired by the Steelers after he got out of jail because they needed a quarterback. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. But he, you know, what he did was bad. Okay. And there's no question about it. And he did his jail time. What what gets Game me mad, price. but what gets me mad the most is that people still go after him critically, you know, like they they just destroy him like you were a dog. Yeah, you know? I mean you don't have to like yeah, yeah, he's done it. Yeah, he's done it. It's over. Right it's right. over yeah. and done with. Let the man get over on with his life. But people won't do that. And it's not so much Michael Vick, it's like everybody. Well, yeah, it's like the cancellation thing. You you say one mean word, and suddenly your life is over. Oh, dude, just, yeah, I've seen that. It's out that of control. Happen. It's out of control. Mm-hmm. And and it's just like, do your research, but people won't because they'll hear Joe say something bad about me, and all of a sudden, Joe tells everybody else about me. Okay, and my reputation is destroyed. In a heartbeat, yeah. it's like destroyed in an hour. And you know what? That has happened to me many a times. Yeah. But you know what? I just I just keep hanging in there. I just keep hanging in there. And I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe this was supposed to happen to me. So I took a good, you know, view or I took a good stance about but one person saying one bad thing to other people about anybody, they're done. They are yeah. done. Especially if they do it in private, the whisper campaign, like you can destroy somebody that way, and you can make make stuff up, yes. and it can you know, and I mean, like those I, people, those like there's a reason. You ever read Dante's Inferno? No, I, I, no. the ninth I, level I, I of hell. I know of it, but I haven't read it. The ninth level of hell is the worst level of hell, obviously. But can you guess who it's for? By the way, and it's not hot; it's cold. Oh really? And do oh. you know who populates the ninth level of hell? Who's that? Rapists. Traitors. No. Traitors. Oh. Betrayers. Oh. People who I... do exactly the thing you talked about. Really? Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's know... the most insidious thing you can do to somebody. Judas right? is and scary. It destroys. Yeah, yeah, it unravels. It unravels civil. It's like a civilization unraveler. Because you do enough that to enough people, you have the Soviet Union, yeah. right? I mean, Where well, I mean, good people no. aren't in charge anymore. It, it toppled the the, the the top of the leadership of Rome several times. You know? mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's literally that's how that's how Caesar was murdered. He was stabbed in the back by all his friends. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and, and you know what the sad thing about it is? You know, it will never end. No, it will never end. No. Nope. it well, I'm hoping. I'm hoping someday we we all learn that we are all telepathic, and I'm willing oh, to go. You know what we are. There's going to be Sean. a ways down the road. Sean, we are. Eventually, we won't be that way. Yeah. No, I, I look. I think we are. I just think we, yeah. we just don't. We forget. Forgot how to do it. We don't know how to do it. Well, um, maybe. But well, I mean, well there's also there's also some some rumor, and there's there's a lot of uh, evidence to this effect that also that the um. Allegedly, some of the aliens are able to tweak certain, whether it's biochemicals in our brains or some kind of you know on-off switch that get, 
turn certain abilities on and off in our in our minds that we can and can't do. So th th that could be part of it as well. Because I mean, they're they're able to tamper with with our memories, you know, implant yeah. fake memories and and uh, and or uh, take out memories of that, of you interacting with them. So. Yeah, that's what and we and we were trying to exploit it too. But back in the seventies and eighties, it was psychotronics, right? That's what they called it, psychotronics. Yeah. Are, are you guys on crack again? No, no psychotronics. About, <laughs> yeah, come on, psychotronics. So, uh, so I, 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 I can prove by any, any reasonable doubt that only certain few people have gifts. That the majority of the population not only do not have psychic abilities, but they can't even get the shit guessing fifty fifty. Yeah. Yeah, you so, did that test on people. Oh, not one time. Oh, no, no, no. We've done this at least 100, 150 times. So, all you gotta do is you gotta watch, if you watch the opening of Ghostbusters. The, the, Bill Murray's got the, the pretty the girl cards. and, the, and the, the girl with the cards, and, the, and the, they keep shocking the dude, and the dude starts getting them right. And he's like, No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He looks, he looks at he's like, mm, I'm sorry. And then the yeah, woman, the, you know, the, the attractive woman, just like, Wow, you're right again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> No, the problem is, is when we start, so, cause I mean, one of the things we, we, we think is if, if you do have contact, you're probably gifted in that way. But, uh, so we decided, cause everybody keeps saying, oh, everybody's got telepathic abilities. I'm like, well, let's find out. So we started going to malls and testing, going to conferences and testing, going to DC and testing. And sometimes like, like at the mall, you might get two, 300 people come through. Um, so you're sitting there with you and it says on this psychic test, do you think you're psychic? Beat the cards. And, and we always start out with something simple, a two-card test, red and blue, green and yellow, whatever, just something easy. And, and we always ask people, are you colorblind? Because, you know, we don't want you getting the wrong color because you're colorblind. So most of the people didn't. So do you know if you have somebody flip a coin 100 times, most people will not even get it right 50-50. It is just odds, you know, heads or tails, heads or tails, heads yeah. or tails. Most people don't get the same thing with well, the cards. Uh, uh, are you talking about they'll get it right a hundred times in a row? Like most people won't get it right a hundred times in a row. Is that no, mo most people won't get it right fifty percent of the time. Oh, yeah, they, less so, yeah so, they have, so, we did that one of our classes. We were we all took quarters and flipped them a hundred times each, and everyone about the average for the whole class was that everyone got about thirty-two percent of it correct. That's about right. Thirty-two. You, flip it, you call it and you write it down, then you you get right through. Yeah, so so it's so it's the same thing with the card. So we found that a long time ago that the majority of people on this planet are not telepathic in any shape form. Yo, you got a coin right now? You got a coin right now? Not with me, no. I don't care. Well, man, I don't wear carry money when I'm on the air. It's uh, <laughs> but we, you know what? We'll set it up when I will do. We'll do the card test. But it's 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 um, look, I'm not claiming I am. I'm just I'm just curious. I'm well, just curious. That, well, you know, well with with the with the coins, it's a little bit harder for someone to predict uh, because there's a little bit of randomality in the coins. Uh, but cards are different. See, so this is what telepathy is. You see. Getting the coin right, it would be a clairvoyant. That means you can see into the future because you know where it's yeah, going to Yeah, but it's not necessarily random, and it's not always 50 Or remote viewing. Or no, remote no. viewing. But, but what I'm saying is, is any way it goes, you're, you're looking into the future. So that's clairvoyancy. That's not telepathic. Telepath looks in my that's brain right. and sees what the two cards is that I'm looking at. And then he knows which card is on each side, or she knows which card is in. That's telepathy. So if I'm looking at a red and green card, and I got my hand, I say, "What card is this?" And she says, "Green." And I know she's got. It. I say, "What?" She says, "Red." And you know, but but and a lot of times you don't even have to show them cards. I'll say, "I have a, uh, you know, I have two cards here. Can you tell me the colors? What color is this?" And they'll tell you what color is this. And that's a true telepath. That's somebody without any reasonable doubt. That's a telepath, and we'll probably get every one of them right. Uh, you probably they probably won't even miss, and if they do miss, it's not going to be very many. That's um, if you don't show them. 
what the result what the result is because if you show them what the result is after after they guess that and 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 if they got them right then there's a chance that that was uh like precognitive like precognition right so you can't show it to them after you you can't tell them whether or not they were right you can just give them the aggregate result in order to take away that element of precognition but if if, if you're running the experiment yeah so if somebody gets it right five times with five sets then it will advance the test maybe up to eight cards. And then we'll just throw them down there. If you can go through all eight cards and get the right card, you're an extremely gifted telepath. So then, the, by the way, the Air Force and the Navy use this same test. In 2000, they dropped the remote viewing programs because they just weren't productive enough. And they went to – and, and uh, Edger, uh, uh, Edgar Dames is a friend of mine. I met him several times. We even did Coast to Coast together on remote viewing. The problem with remote viewing is it's limited whereas telepathy is not. So the remote viewer could find the nuclear weapon. Well, he could even mm-hmm. find the base. He could even find the desk. But the problem was he couldn't tell you what the code was on the desk, but the telep- telepath can. Right. He can look down with the guy's eyes and say 9165, just whatever, and they've got the code now. So, And they can also find the missile the same way. So the Navy and Air Force decided that we're just going to go full telepathy. Um, Major, no, he, he, they retired him. They retired the whole group. And uh, no, they were they were pretty good remote viewers. I'm, I'm not saying they weren't good remote viewers. They actually were. Uh, they yeah, they, were actually they shut really the program. Good. They officially, officially, yeah, they officially shut, shut the program. Shut down the program in 1995 as Project Stargate. And uh, and then and then they then the Air Force and Navy in 2020 decided they went. And the reason they made it public was is they were having fi- hard times finding gifted telepaths. And then when they started talking about what they were paying, a lot more people were, were coming in and saying, "But you still." A gifted telepath is probably one in every 50 million people. Now, probably one in every 5 million people, but it's just, it's, and it's so not saying there's of, 60, there's 60 in the United States. That's what that implies. Yeah. There's, there's not a lot of them and you can tell this because they're not being used for anything. So here's a real good one for you. You know, I ask people this all the time, uh, telekinesis, how many people in the world do you think possess telekinesis? Not me. None. Yeah, not many. None. You know how you know none? Because Putin's still alive. Xi Jinping is still alive. Donald Trump is still alive. Anybody who had somebody with that kind of abilities out there, so all Trump would have said to do if he had somebody who had telekinesis, say, okay, I'm tired of Kim Jong-un. Squeeze one of his arteries, make him have a heart attack, whatever. Um, it would look, it would just, you know, look like Kim had a heart attack and nobody would ever question it. And it would go on. And you could do, oh, give Putin an, uh, an aneurysm. So, but nobody does that. So those abilities just don't quite exist on our planet yet. Well, to, to, and to no be one's fair, paid Randy's million dollars yet either. To be fair, though, if we had those capabilities, the Russians we, likely would have those capabilities. And if we started dropping Russian leaders dead soon enough, they would figure. They it would out have to know it was us. They, they yeah. might have been the and Chinese. Then, as far and as you'd as have you know. like an you'd have like an unstable. But to be fair, I've never heard of people with telekinetic ability the most the most the most i get is uh uh like psychokinesis that i've you know heard of like lim buchanan yeah. right and stuff there, like there, that there's, there's been a few people out there that, that has some gifts but the the real hardcore gifts are hard to find uh there's a hand and and the reason this is what's so odd about this so the amount of people who are listed as contactees in our country is about the same amount of people as listed as having telepathic abilities it's more than a coincidence. So anytime your, your numbers are that close together, it's way more than a coincidence. Yeah, but they're abducting more than 60 people. 
Yeah, they're no. not abducted. No, well, well telepaths, telepaths yeah, worldwide. So be abducted. I, I would, I would imagine telepaths in the United States are probably somewhere fifteen to twenty-five million, easy, uh, give or take yeah. uh, one or here too. The abduction population in the United States is almost exactly the same. Uh, it's worldwide. It's almost exactly the same, and. We don't. We won't even interview someone as an abductee or, or a contactee if they're not at least empathic, because we don't. You, you, I don't think the aliens even would bother with anybody who's not. To them, you're cannon fodder. If you're not a, a telepath or an empath, you're, you're wasting their time. They're not going to look at you. To you, to them, you're has been. You're the la- the old part of the the new world on this planet. They're not interested in you. You're dying out. Eventually, you're going to go extinct. It's that same fifteen percent that have the colored eyes and the and the different kinds of blood, it's that same group of people. RH negatives. The yeah. RH negatives, it's the same group of people. What's the and, colored eyes? What's the what's that? Well, so this is what's weird. So uh, before about 60,000 years ago, everyone on the planet had brown hair, brown eyes, brown skin, everybody. Oh, yeah, like t- about 10,000 years ago, they started seeing no, no, eyes. No, it was about – uh, well, this is what happened. About, 6, 40, yeah. about 45,000 years ago – so nobody knows this or nobody pays attention to it, but RH negative is only 45,000 years old. Before that, everybody had RH positive on the planet. Everybody. There was no exceptions. Everybody was RH positive. RH negative is a mutation and it's a bad mutation or it was intended to be a bad mutation. Remember, RH negative is a baby killer. Until the antidenogen G gene was invented, it killed babies. In the old days, you had used to have to get a blood test before you could get married in case you were not ca- compatible. We it was did. an RH negative. I, did. I, I did too. An RH negative and an RH positive could not have children together. Um, the baby would die usually stillborn because the, the, the antibodies from the, the positive would attack the negative and kill them. So this was something out of somewhere, nowhere. Nobody can even explain why. No, I worked with a dozen hematologists and there's still all the maps and all the stuff we originally did are still on the I-Cross site. From the, and these are big name hematologists. They couldn't figure it out. Well, why, why did Mother Nature decide we needed a new type of blood? And that mutation is what spawned the green and blue eyes and all the other mutations, because green and blue eyes are also mutations, uh, mm-hmm. just like the RH negative. And they all are, are bound together. Well, RH negative people are different than RH positive people. They have different types of personalities. They're, they're more outgoing. They're more independent. These are all studies that have been verified. So it's, 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 it's a different group in our own population, and they tend to be. RH negative people tend to be on average more psychic than anybody else. How just, do you know if you are RH negative? You just got to go to the doctor, get your blood tested. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm O negative. Yeah. So it, it, it's, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, science has actually gave us a little, a little hand on to help improve some of the stuff that was going on. You know, it was funny when I, when I originally approached the first hematologist, he told me I was crazy. He wouldn't work with somebody who talked about aliens. I said, well, that's fine. And then I told him what I had discovered. And he's like, really? He said, well, let's, let's see if there's any correlations. So he starts looking. He brings some other people and start looking. And then we realized that the overall population of people who say they've been abducted, about 65 to 68% have RH negative blood. I must have been abducted then. So it's it's an overwhelming amount of people have it. And those people happen to be telepathic. It's also the same group. You know, it's, it's a strange thing because South America, in case you didn't know this, is 98% O. 
It's not the usual mix of bloods where you find 36%, 35%, 15%, 7%, 1.5%. It's not that. It's 98%. Oh, even with Cortez invading South America, it is still 98%. Oh, it's unheard of. It's like a whole different population living down there from the rest of the world. Uh, it's, it's just, it's completely strange. The more we dug into this, the more we found things that just could not be answered. They, they, they did all kind of peer, peer review studies on this because it was, it was insane. It just kept coming. And, and, and the guy, he didn't want to tell anybody that a ufologist, well, an alien researcher came up and brought this information to him. He was like, but they checked everything over and over and over. They put the world maps up. So if you look at America, Okay, North America, you'll see it's 36% O positive, 35% A positive, blah, 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 blah. If you go to South and Central America, you will find that it's, I think it's 98% O. The wow. maps, is, like I said, the maps are still on the site. They're still there even today. We put them up there for people so they could review them for themselves so they didn't have to take us at our word. And um, it's, it's, it's different. It, sh it shows whatever whatever the land bridge theory is isn't correct because that wouldn't be how the population was. It would have been whatever the mm -hmm. mix that came from over on the land bridge would be the mix that's here, which is probably the North American group. And that, and they keep saying that the land bridge formed up here in, in Alaska. I mean, down here, well, in Alaska and Canada. And we walked all the way down to the tip of South America and then came all the way back up to America and then inhabited America. Oh. That's not how it happened. They were using dugout canoes. It was the Homon culture, the prehistoric Japanese Korean culture uh, that spans uh, the, the the time frame about 14, 14, 500 BCE to about 14, 1700 CE. Um, they used dugout canoes. The land bridge wasn't, a, I mean, it, it was more of an archipelago that you could maybe, uh, you could swim to an island, walk across that, then swim to another and walk across it. So what they did was they just, they had the canoe, uh, caravan kind of thing that they started in japan and they went and they just followed the currents that go around in a circle like that in the, in the pacific and they came across you know alaska western uh, canada western uh north america uh, all the way down the coast baja california mexico uh as far down to as like the top of um uh top of south america about maybe as far down on south on the western end of south america maybe about as far as the top of peru before they went and started venturing back west again and across the uh, you know Hawaiian and Polynesian islands back to Japan, and uh, it's proven for two two things in the artwork that I studied in the in that region of the, the Homan is identical to the same rope patterns you see that they go all the way across the country right across uh, Central America to Florida and then across to Europe and then uh, they end up in Italy and Greece. Uh, that's one thing. The other thing is, is that the clay pottery that you find in South America, they didn't have that type of pottery originally. So it came from somewhere and the originals are in, in Japan and Korea. Uh, and then the third thing is that the, 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 the genetics, the DNA, uh, the Native American Indians and uh, Native uh, South American Indians are more closely related to Japanese and Korean DNA than European or Spanish. Well, you got a whole segment in South America Damn. that's not related to anybody. There's a whole segment. They even got a different type of head than we do their head is actually if, physically different if, than us. if you go to any of those dating sites like south american dating sites and look at some of the some of the really native girls they're pretty they're gorgeous but they're they look like dark-skinned japanese they have the japanese eyes yeah, they, they, said, they said they thought hair they just they have a darker tan because they're in a you know, more sun-rich environment well they they said they thought the toltecs looked oriental 
Uh, but there's so yes. little about the Toltecs that it's just so few writings about them. There is writings about the Chihuahua, by the way, how it came to be as a Toltec. So this this is this is a weird story. So Chihuahuas, the Toltecs got them and used them for all sorts of stuff, including keeping their hands warm. And then the Toltecs, <laughs> nobody knows what happened to the Toltecs. They just disappeared one day. But the dogs survived. The dogs survived, and I think it was the Incans. It was either the Incans or the Mines. One of them picked them up. And started using them again, and then Cortez came and killed everybody, so they died, and the dog disappeared again. And then somebody in the 1800s found the dog in Chihuahua, Mexico, and started shipping it to Europe as a pet. And that's, oh, how, wow. it ended, that's how it ended up being. It's one of the oldest registered breeds around. It's um, <laughs> one landed down in Mississippi, and, didn't it? And here, and they're not related to the wolf, as far as I know. They're the only oh, dog. Really? Related oh, wow. to the wolf, they are the root DNA for the chupacabra. So they are a mean as shit. Do you realize if you built a full size chihuahua, <laughs> that would be the meanest dog on the planet, man? You could not have them as a full size dog. They would kill everybody. What you, you got to look at from your point of view? I mean, you got you, you got to be a mean son of a bitch if you're going to be that tiny of an animal, so mm -hmm. you don't get eat. Mean <laughs> is one thing. Stupid is no. Let me go. Let me go. Yeah, you know, I'm like six pounds. Oh, look at Rottweiler. He's like 105 pounds. I'll, I'll go kick his ass. I'm like, no, you're not. You're going to be food. <laughs> they, they don't care. Man, 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 man. But, but you know, they don't they don't they large dogs, certain large breeds, like like Great Danes are scared to death of little things like Chihuahuas. Man, I watched these four poodles take on this husky, and this husky gave up because they were little <laughs> enough they kept getting under him and biting him in certain parts, you know? <laughs> Yeah, he's the hell with this man. Yeah, he had enough of that. Nipping on the nads, are they? Yeah, they were tearing him up. Yeah, he had just enough of it. Uh, what's that? Uh, Bernice, Bernice, am I saying that? Bern, Bern, I don't know how you say that. Be Bernice, is it Bernice? It kind of looks like Bernice. I'm not sure. Anyway, Bernice, what you got for us? Um, are you are you from South America, Argentina? Well, you way down there in, in hell. She, all your family is old blood. Well, you see, it, it, yeah, well, are they negative, positive? Do you know? I mean, it's not important. It's, a, you know, if you don't know, it's okay. I, I'm just nosy. I always ask questions like that. I remember I was, I was speaking at this lecture and I said, uh, I put my, I said, everybody put their hands up. That's O negative. Everybody put the, I mean, everybody who's negative, put their hands up. Everybody who's positive. And they all looked at me like, so I'm just curious to see what the ratio, because no, RH negative is 15% of the world's population, which is the same population as the, as the abduction population. It's 15%. It's exactly the same. It's uh, I don't I don't know what it means. might not mean anything. It's kind of like New Zealand doesn't have snakes or spiders. What does that mean? It's paradise? It, 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 well, it does, it does mean something. It means they're interested in one strain of the species specifically. Uh, and we've talked about this before in the show, you know, is what is it some sort of, you know, is it the Quisatatarac breeding program? Are they trying to get, you know, a certain trait out of the DNA that's not evident right now that they can change their bodies and or fix whatever's going on with their, you know, physical uh, forms? How do you but, know if you've been abducted? That's a question. 99% of people who've ever been taken will never know. It, it, they'll never, ever know. Yeah. They'll, they'll go through life without but, ever knowing. And the only ones that actually know, the ones that do know, it's, it's because somewhere along the line, when all this shit was going on, they showed either that they could maintain their cells or they showed some kind of interest in what was going on. And they didn't. Ah! And uh, so they put them to work, for lack of a better saying. Say, I put a, So for me, it's different because, you know, I've done a lot of voice stress on these people. And I've seen a lot of them polygraphed. And, you know, neither one of those are 100% accurate. But... 
for the average everyday Joe, they are a hundred percent accurate. Now, if you're a polished liar, that's a whole different story. But if you're just an everyday person, oh no, you're not going to lie through one of these. And and I also have degrees in body language and um, facial recognition, so you're not going to be able to lie to me. And usually, I'll put them under a soft hypnosis, like a level four, level five, where they're still mostly kind of in control of what's going on. So, and then I'll put the voice stress meters on, and I'll start asking questions. And then the voice stress meter lets you know right off the bat. So let me say. I say, well, you know, Sean, you said the alien was, or I won't, I won't even use words like, yeah. And so you saw this something coming out your door and you said it just grabbed you. And, uh, and then you turned around and you saw this. Now, when I ask you this question and that meter does this, you're lying to me. Okay. There's no way that you just got grabbed by an extraterrestrial and you're, you're, you're there's no stress. Right, it'll jump up. Right. That bitch will be all over the place. So those kind of things help you out. They help. It's like a shortcut because a lot of people say they've been taking them. Most people haven't been. And somebody asked me the other day, can you prove in absolutely conclusively that it's aliens? I said, what do you mean in aliens? That extraterrestrials from other planets, extra dimensional? I said, really and truly, if anybody was to just to say, hey, they're from here, it's iffy skiffy. I mean, there's a lot of information that comes out of contactees and there's a lot of stuff that the government is personally looking for because they know that certain groups of people are being given certain information. Uh, that's why there's, you know, somebody asked me one day, what's the, what's the best proof for extraterrestrial abductions, military abductions. Mm-hmm. There would be no need for the government to do military abductions if they didn't think aliens were taking you. Uh, they would just say, well, these people are crazy and they would go on about their lives and there would be. But, but going on to John, John's question, there are some telltale signs that if you have been abducted, no. um, most people, most people aren't aware of the, the time, the lock time loss thing, because it, you have to be reminded of the, the the lost time for that to be, you know, like if you were driving with someone like with Betty and Barney Hill, they're like driving, they expected to be home at X time, but they got home at Y time, two hours difference. And like, why did well, it take? I, I would, these days I wouldn't look for a missing time as much as I would look for yeah, like gain time or screwed up time. Aliens are smart. And so this is what another weird thing. So about 1995, we noticed that missing time was going away. We weren't getting these cases with missing time. And nobody could figure out why. Well, uh, it wasn't that hard to figure out why. The aliens realized, or whoever realized, we were tracking them by the missing time. That's how we were determining what was a real case. Also, they used to go with these cover memories. It was never cover memories. That's not what they were. They were trigger memories. A trigger memory is to let you know something happened to you. you you're sitting out the window. You see an owl this tall. That's not a cover memory. That's to remind you something happened to you. It's to keep it fresh in your mind so your brain will start working on what's behind that image. That's what they are. They're trigger memories. Um, That's because whoever this is, it's taking you, wants you to remember and wants you to be part of it. And the government, once that happens, and this is what happens to people, they start remembering certain things that the government found fascinating. They go somewhere and speak about it, and the government says, oh, well, thank you. Let's take you for a little ride. Now it was a hard it was a hard thing to prove military abductions, but we've actually proved they actually really exist. We've actually busted people on them. We've had people come out and actually fess up to it. So we do know for a fact now that the government does take it. We've had people from the military, uh, uh, several people that's come on and actually talked about what went on in the military, what they were ordered to do, and how they were doing it. So the military abductions exist. So if the military abductions exist, whatever else is being abducted exists as well. So when they abduct people, they abduct contactees, but do they pose as ETs or do they just... No, they, the government you know, just takes your ass. Kidnap them. 
Yeah. What the hell do they do You're usually so drug that they they often are the the, the military abductee style um, events are that people do describe them as they don't know that they're human. They think they're they're alien, but they can't be quite sure. With the alien abductions, almost everyone is one hundred percent certain it's not a human being. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the uh, alien abductions—they also, they also give imp- the, almost everybody who's who's abducted, especially if they're abducted regularly, has an implant somewhere in their body, and an implant that's in a place where uh, it would take the skilled, most skilled brain surgeon we have on the planet to even put there, let alone remove from there. Um, and there's, I mean, one of the most famous cases is the guy had a, an implant that was put in behind his eye, like on on this the backside of his eye, but from the back of the brain that you, you if you were to try to um, operate and get that out of there, you, you would kill the man. Um, so there's some strange things about that, but that's how they're being tracked. We, the, the, the military doesn't do that. They, they can't put these. Well, but I mean, the military do use, they do use chips to track you. Pathology though. When yeah. they come out, that, that, that foot doctor, I forget his name, Dr. Um, I forget his name. Stephen Greer, I mean, uh, not Greer, uh, Dr. Lear. Dr. Lear, yeah. yeah. Um, he took out like 25, 27 different devices. Yeah, he was working with Daryl Sims. Was, yeah. was, and they had the, the, one of the first ones they did, they have a guy standing there with an EM reader that you can, there's a signal coming out of the device. And then when they, when they, when he cuts it away from the guy's skin, the, the device stops making noise. There's no more EM thing. And then they, yeah. it, it are you all familiar with the Terry Loveless, the Terry Loveless case? The mm-hmm. name sounds familiar. Yeah, I, I interviewed him and he was showing me. Uh, x-rays of devices that were in his knee one looked like it was like a floral pattern like composed of bone but the other one of his own bone the other one look, looked like a chip like something that the US yeah, because, you know, military so, would have so, stuck in there so this is the way yeah. it works once you've been identified as a contactee the government uses either a rice chip or a square chip the rice chips are the same ones they put in prisoners and they put in your dog the exact same chip they're just a GPS yeah, chip. Those. Those, no, you can't. You can't. So, those, so those, those have like a, there's this, like, was in the, those, this was in the late seventies, though. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah. So it these look, are it these looked are, like technology are, from the late seventies, like a, yeah, so like a these, multiplexer. Yeah. Yeah. So these are just tracking, basic tracking chips. And the old chips were what you call spontaneous chips. They just gave out a signal if you were at close enough. Like we used to track tigers and lions, uh, but now mm-hmm. it's more for sophisticated. We track them through GPS. So, so they do that now, but. The kind of chips the aliens use is not so much for tracking you. The, the grays always know where you are. So most contactees will tell you, you can always kind of feel them in the back of your head, like behind your mm-hmm. eyes. Not the chips, the, the actual contact with the extraterrestrials. Most grays will keep some type of light telepathic communication with all their contactees. That, that way they know your emotional stress, what you're doing, where you're at all the time. Um, but they use them. So the grays put a chip into you that moves. Uh, they've tried to extract these a few times. Yeah, they, there's a the video. Around, yeah, and they, they yeah. move around. The guy guy actually had one with a pair of tweezers. It, it just took off. Yeah, and, Whitley and, and, Strieber. And, and, they, they tried to remove it from Whitley Strieber. And so the there's a couple of, yeah. So um, Daryl Sims had a few of them tried to have people remove them. So those are not odds. Those are definitely the grays. Now, the reptilians and humans use them more, what you would consider a standard. So just to make people understand, the grays, all their technology is organic. So their ships are grown and, and intelligent. They're they're actually alive. Uh, the Greys have the ability to meld with shit. Meld it just when they when they fly their ship, they actually become part of the damn ship. So it's it's a different kind of technology. It's much more advanced than the reptilians or, or the or the or the uh, humans. The humans use 
what I call flip and twitch technology, but there's no wires. Everything is, is wireless. There's nothing, nothing connects anything. It reminds me of that movie. Um, uh, not the late, great planet earth. Um, uh, the one with Leslie Nielsen from 1955. It's oh yeah. Forbidden um, planet. Yeah. All man. their technology was, was wireless technology. Well, this is basically what this is. There's no wires. Yeah, well, there's anything. rocks in it too. So the data yeah, so, being pressured by fiber cable. But so. you, you can, when you get in there, you can tell that it, when you're looking around, you know, it's not a technology from here. You, you know, you can just tell it's not, but the grays use a much different type of technology. And what's funny is when I first got in this field, I, I was under the impression that the grays worked for the humans and the reptilians. The longer we got into it, the more we found out that like, if there was a gray present, the reptilians and humans would always bow their heads. So this gray is about yay tall. And mm-hmm. this, this, this reptilian is six, 700 pounds, seven, 10, not eight foot. Yeah. And he's like looking away from this little gray because they just melt their damn brains. They're just on the brain size. It's, they're just not compatible. The grays are much more powerful. And the grays actually come in three sizes. They got the three foot that are, are alive and they got the three foot that are automatons. Um, what do you call them? Cyborgs, which are controlled by the ones. Yeah. They're, they're controlled by the ones that are alive. And then they have the five, six foot ones. And then they have the escorts for the queen, which are seven to eight foot and the queen who's around nine foot. So it, it's, you know, people, you know, when they, when you actually have, see, we've got over a hundred or 109,000 cases now, father, that we consider legitimate. That's not how many cases we've been through. That's how many we consider that are legitimate. So it gives you a pattern. You know, we judge everything by its actions. I don't care what anybody's saying. I'm, I'm just following what each contact is telling me. I'm looking for, every time we interview somebody, I'm looking for similarities. Uh, you can't build anything real. If, so if, if John Joe tells me these five things happened and I have made them public and Jenny over here tells me, oh, that just happened to me. I know I got something. And the more I ask and the more tell me the same thing, the more I know I understand I have some. So for ICAR, it's different. We have what you call abduction criteria. 50% is public now. And 50% is private. And the reason it's like that is I started learning. The more I opened up about it, the more people who tried to hoax. We, yeah. 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 So, and then, and you, cause a lot of contactees are not nothing to do with aliens. It's, I was abused as a child. I was molested as a child. I had this, that, well, and, and, then that you, and then you have people. misinformation too. You have, like, you have misinformation. Trying to so, and, on. and so there's a lot of stuff that you have to wade through to get, to the truth and, and places like TikTok used to be you could actually talk to people for now for every hundred people i talk to 98 of them ask me for money and uh two of them might actually have some kind of experience i'm interested in it's uh it's it's sad that it's like that i mean it shouldn't be like that and but you know there's a lot of liars on the internet and, and oh yeah but Dottie, you know when we say extraterrestrials we're assuming and i'm using the word assuming uh, that they're from this galaxy somewhere, and maybe you're interested in us because we may be from the Sagittarius galaxy. Because nobody, right off the bat, everybody's like, well, why are you so interested in us? Well, you know, we're in the middle of a bunch of red dwarfs that comes from the Sagittarius galaxy, and no one can figure out how Earth got here, uh, how Earth is here, none of these red dwarfs have hit us unless we're traveling with them. Uh, so they're thinking a lot of scientists think now we came from the Sagittarius galaxy. We were deposited here because the Milky Way is eating the Sagittarius galaxy as we're speaking. And they think we may have been deposited. Here. I've, I've listened to arguments on both sides of this. It goes back and forth. There's no way to make a conclusive argument because it's not just not a proof enough proof either way. But we do know in this neighborhood where we live, there are a shitload of stars from the Sagittarius galaxy. So it does give us a 50% chance of being from there. So, if you're deposited, life, if a life form is deposited into a new galaxy and other aliens from that galaxy see it, 
they're going to probably want to. They're going to be curious. Uh, you know, they're going to be like, where these guys come from? Different are they other guys. You should no wonder they're so stupid. Are uh, they a threat? Back. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's no reason to, and then there could be other reasons, but I tell people this all this at the same time. You're judging by the actions. Well, they haven't wiped us out. We're still here. They haven't eaten us. But you know what? They haven't enlightened us either. I always get these contactees that talk about they were enlightened, enlightened, enlightened. Bullshit. At 40 years, nobody's been enlightened. Matter of fact, it seems like they've gotten stupider. Yep. So yeah. it's, 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 you know, maybe that's what they're doing, making us dumber. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a strange thing. We know there's something going on. And, and oh, and then my religious friends are demons. Huh. I'm like, why does a demon want to fly in a UFO? And why are they flying so many of them? I said, does every demon have a badass UFO now to toll around in? Thank said, you. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. You know, give me give me a better reason than that. And then, of course, there's an argument about demons being earthbound. Can they actually leave Earth? When we go out and colonize, can they come with us? Because according to the Bible, they're earthbound. They can't even hop on and take a ride. They're stuck here. They're supposed to be here trapped, so when Earth dies, they go with them. So uh, is that true or not? I have no idea. Does anybody even care that much? So I, and we'll know. We'll be in deep space pretty soon. We'll be on Mars within 10 years. There'll be people living on Mars. Within 100, there'll be a decent-sized colony there. Uh, and if we don't blow ourselves up, there'll probably be a bigger colony than that to live in there. It'll be Elon Muskville. He'll have his super lasers out there. <laughs> guarding the planet. Do you humans stay away? Earthlings, be warned. <laughs> He'll have to be nice for the first 100 or 200 years because, you know, they're going to have to have, have us for resources. But eventually, uh, they won't need us anymore. They'll have all their stuff there. They'll, because the soil there, come to find out, if we bring the live bacteria, can be used to grow stuff. It can also be used to make brick and all sorts of other stuff. So fuel. And also, like think that. about this. They're closer to the asteroid belt, so they could mine minerals out of the asteroid mm -hmm. belt. Well, that's what he's planning on doing. He's planning yeah. on, he, they, so they want to mine the asteroid belt, process it on Mars. And the reason they want to process it on Mars is because it'll create global greenhouse gases. Well, what that will do will lower the pressure on Mars or raise the pressure on Mars, actually, and will allow and us to live on Mars without suits. We'll still have to have a mask on our face to breathe, but we will no longer have to wear heavy vac suits to run around in, uh, which make, will make living on Mars much easier. And then eventually, you know, they'll terraform the gases on Mars. That'll be a thousand years from now, but uh, it'll be a breathable planet. Problem for Mars, it's always going to have the same problem. It's always going to have to be terraformed all the time. Because it bleeds so its gravity is so low, it bleeds a lot of its its atmosphere off. So it'll yeah, it's not spinning go, fast enough. Yeah. So unless they can figure out put like a bubble over the damn thing or something, and, and I don't know if it's Elon Musk, he probably will. So maybe put yeah. a put a you know a really really strong rocket on the equator and make the planet spin faster on axis. That might help hold the atmosphere on a little better. And now you know, and then Mars was supposed to be geologically dead. Now they found that it's not. And they're like, well, wait, wasn't that lava? Well, where'd the lava come from if it's geologically dead? So now well, they're kind of wondering if the core is actually dead. Didn't they just recently announce that they detected a, a, a solid um, magnetic uh, atmosphere or a magnetic uh, core? So that they didn't think that it had one before. So that having that, there's got to be some kind of magma going on. Yeah, so well, they, they also they have a dead. seasonal methane cycle, right? Yeah, they do. So yeah, they do. might it's even just, have life. Methane and oxygen, actually. Uh, so it's it's some kind of life, and even even NASA's now had to give up on saying there's no life on Mars. You know, I I, I predicted life on Mars 35 years ago. I said, look, Viking landed. Well, yeah, it was Viking, right? Yeah, I always get them too confused. I always get the one out in deep space and the one that land on Mars. Voyagers in deep space, yeah, yeah. Viking, yeah, Viking, Viking Mars, Viking. Voyager, deep space. I, I guess because they're both yeah. V's, but 
uh, Viking originally, the first Viking ever land that found oxygen. And then the NASA tried to say, oh, it was inside the, one of the cases and it bled out. Okay. So that was the first time. Well, when you found it the second time, well, it wasn't a case anymore because oxygen was already out. So then they didn't want to talk about it. Then when they landed the other one, they found methane. And they were like, so after that, nobody wanted to talk about it anymore. Matter of fact, a lot of Vikings experiments were cut short because they didn't want to talk about it anymore. You know, they figured there's something underground and there's probably a, 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 a ecological system underground. There's probably some vegetables, maybe some animals, a little water puddle somewhere, maybe a stream, maybe a pond, whatever it is. It could be being fed from the glaciers. As far as we know, they could be underwater streams on there. No, there's not canals on Mars. That's, that was due. You want to know what that was due to, Jenny? That was due to lensing effects on, from the lens being used in, what was it, 1880 or somewhere around there. Yeah, so the type of lens they use, when you looked at Mars, it, it looked like canals cutting across Mars. Well, guess what? We've got satellites around Mars. We ain't found no damn canals yet. <laughs> so, so, you know, we haven't they found do have that. They do have that big scar across the Oh, map. yeah, that, that is uh, what, I wonder no, what that, that is. That is probably from some sort of an electrical event. Um <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Velikovsky talks about that. Um, he, he he correlates that to the event that that cre created the moon, whereas this uh, large body, rumor has it, it's Nibiru, and Nibiru's moon comes by and slams into, uh, or not slams into, but comes really close to Mars, and the static buildup between the moon and the planet causes this rift to go and and dig that canyon. And at the same time, the the, the planet Nibiru uh, swipes off the uh, bulk of the water and atmosphere. Uh, then it, the moon and that uh, debris from Mars, the atmosphere and the water, slams into the proto-Earth, creating a, a new proto-disk for Earth and a disk for the moon. And that's the current theory of how the moon came to existence, is some, some sort of collision of that effect. But something came yeah, close but that, to Mars that, and, not, nothing and destroyed like that. that canyon. No, I'll tell you exactly what happened. Planet 5, which was probably Nerebro at the time, was crushed by Jupiter's ass. And when it was crushed, it's in asteroids flying. Because what's funny about this is Venus, Mars, and Earth all went catatonic around the same time period. All three planets went around the same time. There was life on this planet. There was life on that planet. There was probably life on Venus, too. Uh, we know now, we're almost positive there was life on Mars when it died. And we know for a fact that there was life here when, when the dinosaurs went extinct. So we know at this time period, and then there's the other problem. So you had you had these asteroids, and don't forget Phobos and Deimos are what moons of the asteroid belt. And we yeah, now know the asteroid asteroids. belt. Yeah, we now know the asteroid was not left over in debris because some of the metals found could only be created under compression of, of forming a new planet. So mm, they know they're pretty sure it was, it was a, a large planet. Anything that close to Jupiter, though, sooner or later, was going to get crushed. Something that big caught between Mars and Jupiter, it was it was just it was just doomed to die. And you never know which orbit finally did it, but one of them finally just crushed it to death. Because and the way I know this is Nerebru hasn't been seen again. So Nerebru's orbit for some people say 3,600, some say 6,000. It doesn't matter. We have more than that in recorded astronomy, thanks to the Chinese. And there was no Nerebru that has not passed by this planet since we've been recording science. Nobody's seen it. No one's heard of it. It's been written in myths. So more than likely, it died sometime. It was probably a myth that somebody else talked about that it died because where's it at? Well, I mean, it's possible that it came back around again and hit the fifth planet. The fifth planet was called Tiamat, according to the Sumerians. 
and Nibiru is the one that has like the big 3600 orbit. Uh, so it's possible on you know on a subsequent orbit after it, like its moon was destroyed by uh, or well and the other problem Earth, the, that, that, but, the, that the planet again came back around and then they both hit with but a, but the, the, the whole problem with with Nibiru is is this one it's five times the size of Earth it can't yeah. even get in our neighborhood. If it gets in our neighborhood, we're dead. Same thing with Mars. It'll crush the planets, yeah. It, 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 it'll crush so, so, If it's Earth, so, it'll crush the planets. Yeah, so anything like the three planets we're talking about, Venus, Earth, and Mars, would have been destroyed. There would be no planets left. So we know Nerebrew's never gotten that close <laughs> to our planet, um, even though the science is so... Now, though, since Ike's translations have been changed and corrected, they don't think it was a planet anymore. They think it was a spaceship about half the size. Well, they think it was a sphere about half the size of our moon that used to come by and park and I guess bring people down and talk and stuff. But I guess because from earth looking up, it probably looked huge, but it wasn't, that's not what it was. So his, his, he's pissed about it too, because they, they changed the, they said the translations originally were done incorrectly. It wasn't a planet at all. Uh, it changed its orbit. It moved around. So that's not a planet. That's something else. Well, it, and again, not, any planet. I, I can assure you that, that even uh, Sitchin's translations aren't 100% accurate. Oh, no, they're not. Um, with, with studies that I've been trying to do with just the name Anunnaki, they, everyone on Ancient Aliens says that it translates out as those who from the heavens came upon the earth. It doesn't mean that at all. The word Naki yeah. in their language is has something to do with nativity or, or um, lineage, birth birthrights. And Anu is the chief god or the, the chief uh, science officer in charge of the mission. Uh, that uh, Enki and Enlil were his, like, you know, sons. Mm. And what it actually means is of the sons of Anu. It's of his lineage. It's a, and it's their lineage. story. Carol, yeah. there's another way you know that um, Nuribu hasn't passed around. You want to know how? One, the asteroid belt is undisturbed. And guess what? So is the Oort cloud. So anything passing on any plane, elliptical, angled, is going to disturb those. Nothing's been disturbed there, in, but there in have been 100 some disturbing million years. With Neptune and Uranus, that's, a, that's something out there that they think is is big enough to wiggle the, those two planets. Oh, they think there's something in the Oort cloud, but they think it's an orbit of the Oort cloud. They think it's out there in the in the Oh, outside cloud the Oort cloud, maybe. Yeah, yeah so they – yeah. They, well, they think it – actually, they think it's in, like, the middle – because the Oort cloud is huge. It's like a – what is it, half a light year across or something? So they think it's like in the middle of the oil cloud moving around. Um, they, but they, they, you know, we have we can't see it, so it's probably covered in ice. Uh, so it, we're probably not getting any real any picture of it. But you know what? They were completely wrong about Pluto. They were completely wrong about Charon. They were completely wrong about Titan and Io. I mean, really and truly, our science does not bat real well when it comes to deep, well, near by near space. Um, and then there's that thing on the moon when they landed that they saw this big black thing do a hump like a whale underneath the ice. They still don't want to talk. And they do every now and then. The head of NASA talked about it one time. He was like, the girl from Houston uh, Chronicle asked him about it. He goes, he said, you know, at first I thought it was just a hunk of ice. And then I realized it, it did like this. He said, he said, I don't want to say it's life. He said, but it's a deep ocean. He says as much water there as there is as our oceans on Earth. He said so it's and it's probably salt water. He said yeah, so it's a good chance. It's, it's Europa, is that correct? I think it's Europa, yeah. And um, uh, it's, it's well, there's, there's a couple of there's Earth. three ice moons now. There's three ice moons with oceans on them now. So yeah, and Europa, then, Enceladus, and I don't know what the other one is. Io is the one that has all the volcanoes on it. Mm-hmm. And then there's Titan and. Uh, Oh, yeah, Titan's Titan's the the one filled with methane and yeah. 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 
the one that's in primordial in, in its way to be in. And that's another thing, ladies and gentlemen, in about 3 billion, 400 million years, Earth's going to be dead and the sun's going to be where we are, which is going to warm up all those outer planets and all of those, what, 500 moons? You never know what's going to come out of that. You just, you just, there are so many moons. When, when I started counting moons, I was like, what? I mean, Jupiter yeah. and Saturn have so many, it's ridiculous. Saturn has yeah. the most. And they just keep capturing more. <laughs> they're and they like, keep, they, and they keep finding more. There, there's, there's so many that they, uh, they hide in the shadows of the rings that they can't detect all of them. No, they just they're, they're, it's, like the eighty second one around Saturn, like just within the last couple of years. But you know, no one needs. And then, well, thanks to Jupiter and Saturn, they they're the ones that help us prove that you can go faster than the speed of light, um, because they were doing experiments. So what they found out was is the light bending around Jupiter actually pulls and pushes and it actually breaks light speed of course we're talking just pure energy here uh, it's no matter so then the tachyon experiment not the tachyon experiment the uh which we call experiment where they're sending matter back and forth in the uk and in um australia they tried to bend like using a superconductor and it broke light speed so now they think they can travel send data faster than the speed of light so this is more technology. No God knows when this stuff's going to come in. Why do we need it right now? Light speed technology is plenty for us. I mean, hey, listen, I mean, guys, I gotta go. All right, be good. Yeah, Save me some ribeyes, man. I need, I need a good, I need a good prime rib, man. I'll definitely do that. Right, you know, good night, like everybody. That, you know. All right, good night, Sean. Good, good rack of ribs or something. Yeah, uh, a good rack of lamb. I could go for a good rack of lamb, man. I, I could. I, I don't know, but all of this stuff, it, it all just shows us that, you know, we're, we're just really stupid when it comes to the grand scheme of the universe. And we're usually wrong more than we're right when it comes to science, which there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you're going to make mistakes when you're trying to prove your theories and, and get stuff right. What bothers yeah. me is science have let their egos get in the way now. Yep. And it's more about how much money can I make than what, what difference can I make? And also I mean, never being proven wrong. And never being proven wrong. And, and unfortunately, when you're in science, you're going to be wrong sometimes. It's just part of yeah. science. You know, it's, it's just something you got to deal with. What is that, Clara? Um, I don't know. I keep hearing Putin's got stage four cancer and Parkinson's. I've seen him talking on TV. I don't see him. So I, I don't I don't know. Uh, um, I, um, well, we do know that he went to Cuba to the cancer treatment place. So he more than likely does have cancer, but yeah, according to everybody on the world, according to everybody in the planet, Cuba's got the best cancer uh, in any, any country on the planet. I just have a hard time believing that, but I've had, heard several world leaders say that now. So I'm kind of confused. Mm. I'm thinking it may be in the unfree world. It's, I have a hard time thinking it better than mm -hmm. Germany or MD Anderson, but you know, maybe they are because you know, here, so this is this is the things that should bother you in the United States. A year ago, they were talking about a cure for cancer. It was 99% effective, and it went inside the cell and ate the cancer. Can't even hardly find a mention of it on the internet anymore. A couple of weeks ago, they were talking about another one that basically did the same thing. And then about two weeks ago, featured or three weeks ago on the show, we featured the one that it, they send in like a dye, and it, it adheres to the cancer cell, only to the cancer cell. And then they send this other thing in, and it eats – it, it chews, it, I guess the dye is like a food for it and it eats the cancer. Like, no, it's like they paint it. So the, the, the yeah, it is. It's like a target. So, but anyway, it's 99.9% affection and all in all cancers. Yeah. So, why is not human trials? Uh, why? And I watch in a year from now, you're not going to be here because somebody like Firma, I mean, for, anyway, one of the big farmers is going to buy it up. 
And, and that's going to be the end of it. I mean, we found about the AIDS cure a long time ago, but instead of getting the cure, we got what? A pill a month. So you don't get AIDS or if you have yeah. AIDS, you, you don't spread it, or it's, but it's, you have it's, to take uh, it all the time. I forget what they call it. It's uh, the, they have a couple of commercials for a couple of different drugs on there. Um, what, what it does is it brings you to the point of non-detection mm-hmm. so that you, you're unable to pass it on. So you don't have to use um, barrier. But protection the point being that. is you have to take that pill for life. You, you have to take mm-hmm. it constantly the rest of your life. Yeah. Instead it's of curing cure. it, that's what we're going to do. So right, Germany is yeah. a little bit different. And Germany actually came up with a vaccine for AIDS, uh, which is like 85% effective. For some reason, Americans just won't even talk about it. Their cancer program seems to be my, – my nephew, who was a billionaire, well, him and his, his lover, married boyfriend, were billionaires. Uh, they used to be environmental lawyers. Well, one was a criminal lawyer, one was an environmental lawyer. But anyway, um, he got stage four cancer. Uh, he found that he had rented the hard rock in New Orleans and flew down to B-52s for his birthday party. And I think it was his 51st. And he had found that he had stage four cancer. And somebody at the party told him about these people in Germany. He went over there. And without chemo, they cured his stage four cancer in less than six weeks. And they sent him home. And they said, okay, his mom got stage four. She sent, he sent her over. And she was cured in less than six weeks and sent home. No chemo. No loss of hair. No, no sickness. None of that. And um, so with Stuart, it came back um, about two years later. So he went back, they cured him again. His mom, about three years later, came back, sent her back over, cured it again. They, and he was cancer-free until he died. The reason he died was instead of listening to his doctors and doing what he was told, rat, rest and relax and, you know, give his body time to heal from these two bouts of cancer, he was hard-headed and ended up giving himself a stroke. And uh, it wasn't even cancer-related, and it killed mm-hmm. him. And, uh, you know, so... His mom, who's almost 90 now, is still alive and kicking. So it's, it's, but it shows you that there are cures out there who are just not allowed to get them. The United States does not want to cure cancer because chemo, about a chemo, is, for a lot of places, 100 Gs. You can't charge 100 Gs for a pill. And look how much money the hospitals make when you're staying. You, you, you can't um, charge 100 Gs for the pill, but over the lifetime of the patient, especially if you get that patient on that drug early enough, that's guaranteed income for your and, and I think that's what their problem is. I don't think they can find, I think the only thing they can find is a cure for cancer. They can't find something uh, like a vaccine or something that can carry it on where they can just give you a pill all the time. Uh, and I think mm-hmm. that's why they keep hiding them. But sooner or later, I mean, more and more stuff is coming out. And cancer is way more survivable now than it was just 20 years ago. Um, well, and, and even 20 years ago and 30 years ago, the medical professionals were saying, as far as the cancer front goes, that they have better chances right now of curing death than than uh, cancer or AIDS because they know more about the mechanics of what causes death. They just they don't know how to stop it. But with cancer, they don't know. They, they don't have oh, all the data. And, and I'm glad you and brought that up. So Johnsons and Johnsons or Masters and Johnsons, whatever they call themselves these days, uh, about a year ago came out and said, "Okay, within eight years, we will have a pill that will will make you um you won't die." You'll become yeah. immortal. So you won't die from old age at all. It stops the telomeres in your body from aging. It just stops them. Uh, and they don't age anymore. Now, it don't mean somebody can't come blow your brains out, but it also makes you very resistant against disease and other things. So they're saying basically, you know, with this pill, a human could live an unlimited lifespan as long as he was reasonably responsible. And yeah. they've got a pill that goes with it 
that you take it and they say extremely painful, but it will de-age you from anywhere from 20 to 30 years. It will actually rebuild the telomeres, which re redoes your body. I can imagine that's got to be horribly painful. Uh, but if you lose 30 years and especially if you're older, um, I think most people, your hair risk back, it. yeah, you know. you know, it, it'll be so, so this, this is, this is already working in trials, but for some reason, I don't think we're going to get to see it. And, and really, do you want to put out a drug like that when there's already 8 billion people living here? But you know, mm -hmm. it, there would be one good side effect to it. Birth rates would drop around the world. Once Probably you realize, that, you put, yeah, once you realize. Also, you know, you get you get enough people in there that think they've got this magic pill in them now that they can do just about anything. You might see a, a quick increase in the death rate. You, you know, the stupid people might die off right away, which would be a good thing. And, and, and less <laughs> people yeah, being born because you don't yeah. want to have a bunch of children laying around. And uh, I, 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 in a lot of ways, I think it would benefit us in a, in a lot of ways. But it would also, for the brilliant people, would let them live. But really. Do we want Joe Biden living another hundred years? Do we want Vladimir Putin living another hundred years of Xi Jinping? I mean, right now in the world, I, I don't really, and I hate to say this because I'd like to live longer, but um, I just don't think, <laughs> I don't think it's a good idea. And if, and if Putin thought he was going to live another hundred years, God knows what he would do. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> or if he found out that he could take a pill and as long as he didn't get himself killed, he could live as long as he wanted to shit. He might go blow up the planet and go live in a, in a underground bunker for 5,000 years. Uh, I just, you know, I, I can see a lot of good applications. I can see a lot of bad applications. So it's, it's one, but it's everything in, in our world. It's like nuclear, nuclear power. Nuclear power is great unless you make a bomb out of it and then it sucks. Um, mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it, it was it was invented strictly as a bomb. They didn't they didn't go at it from the, the the viewpoint of like let's find a you know a reliable, powerful energy source for the planet. They're, just, they're like let's blow up the planet, stop this war. <laughs> they didn't think about the after applications until after they dropped it on Japan. <laughs> Jackie, I got a, I got a degree in science, and I, and I always flip fission infusion. Always, I only yeah cool. Well, no, I just do. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, fission, splitting the atom, fusion, fusing the atom. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it just flips in my head all the time. Uh, well, especially when we're talking about like anything cold or anything current that we're using. Um, well, there's a lot of stuff we use now, and people don't realize it, but a lot of reactors we use don't all use the same fissionable material. Some use different material, and 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 you got to watch because it's one of the things with three mile an hour. It was actually using what plutonium that we use to do what build bombs. Um, mm -hmm. That's not the best stuff to make power out of. It's not stable enough to really to, to do power out of. Um, well, it, it is if you maintain the equipment correctly and they didn't do that there. And that's why it melted down. Now I do like this guy. What is it? Johnny Wood, Johnny White, whatever his name is. He says, Within 20 to 50 years, we should be able to use the spent rods to create power. So Yucca Mountain has a shitload of spent rods in it. Uh, so it would be nice if we could, because what he said is, is by using those, it would it would burn out the radiation out of the rods and they would just be like tungsten rods again, uh, the kind you make missiles out of. No, I'm serious, guys. I, we're, we, there's a lot of breakthroughs coming over the next 50 years. A lot of good stuff that, that is going to make it into our science. There's going to be some stuff that's going to get held back, and, I, and I'm sure there's reasons for it. But there's going to be a lot of stuff that gets into our science, and we will be on the moon soon. And letting yeah, what is it? Uh, anything that they have right now is going to cause the government to lose money, like um, free energy systems, uh, 
free free food banks like you know like they have on the enterprise you go to the wall and say you know give mm -hmm. me free tacos and then they appear in the wall uh they have that kind of stuff they're not going to let that out because it's going to change the economy of the planet right now they're sitting pretty where the governments are making i mean how much of the u.s and, that, and that's going to change soon because Elon Musk and NASA putting a, a neighborhood on the on the moon, and that neighborhood's going to do what? Mine what? Helium three, and what? Helium three is fabulous for making power. The moon is full of it. Uh, it's just covered all in goddamn. So you don't even have to drill for it. Shit's just sitting on the surface of the moon. Uh, you got to just scoop it up. Um, no, I'm serious, guys. Helium three is a great. It's helium three and helium four. It's outrageous power maker. It's almost as good as hydrogen. It might be as good as hydrogen. And that's another thing. Why don't we use hydrogen? We're using nuclear shit. Hydrogen is as good as nuclear power. Um, I, it just don't make any sense. Hydrogen makes no pollution at all. It makes clean water. That's what it makes. The shit coming out the back of your tailpipe on a hydrogen car, you can actually drink. That's the difference. And you go try to drink yeah, that shit dripping out of your car right now and see what happens the, to you. Part of the bi-effect and, and side effect of the hydrogen cell engine is it also produces ozone you know, or O3, which will repair the ozone layer. Uh, that technology came out in the 80s in, in the OPEC nations, United States of America, Mexico, and Japan, specifically Toyota, uh, paid that guy $1 billion in like 1983 to quash that technology. And you didn't see anything about that until Toyota was the first one to come up with a hydrogen cell hybrid engine. Well, it helped at California. They're very expensive still. I mean, the idea of the original engine was you didn't need it. That's not even the way that Toyota did it. Toyota, you know, changed the technology for their own purposes. But the dude's original concept was you could go to the CVS, buy a bottle, one gallon of distilled water, pour it in the tank of this engine, and it would run you about 360 miles on that one gallon, and it would create ozone and also purify that water to drinking water. It's, 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 you know, and California did put the hydrogen highway in, at least they tried. The rest of the country was like, yeah. Um, and I don't understand why hydrogen's got great power. It, it, it contains it, 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 it will help help repair the ozone. You don't have help to clean strip your lithium. <laughs> but, you know, it just—I guess—it's not enough money in it. I don't—I don't know. You know, every—the first bitch I heard about hydrogen was, "Oh, it's a bomb on every corner." Well, that's what they said about gasoline stations back in the twenties. It was a bomb yeah. on every corner. And, but and I'm not saying one might not blow up. The only ones that survive are the ones that make money, particularly when they—when the taxes for that make the government money. Uh, Tesla's light bulbs—they didn't make it. You know why? Because there was no charge for it. He—he yeah. he was going to like. Free electricity, plus he, he had a, a reusable um, gas light bulb that when the filament broke or the gas ran out, you brought it back to the shop like you do with a propane tank for your grill. You give them your damaged light bulb or your three damaged light bulbs, and they hand you back however many you hand them, pre-filled, ready-to-go light bulbs. You just take you buy one light bulb. It's like a free exchange. Boom, 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 boom. That's why you don't see that system because it didn't bring in any money for the government. Yeah, it didn't make any money. And the only Tesla mm -hmm. light bulb I know that's still in operation is in a fire station in California. It's 104, 108 years old. I forgot how old it is. It's the oldest light bulb continuously running in the entire planet for that matter. Uh, it's been there for, for a long time. Actually, I think it's before Tesla, to be honest with you. Uh, I think, I think it was Benjamin Franklin gas. design. Yeah, I think it was a Benjamin Maybe, Franklin yeah. design. Uh, but anyway, it's it's still there, people. I know I read about it just recently again. I'm like, come on, 
I said, y'all, I said, there's some firemen over there sneaking up there changing their bulb every once in a while. some bullshit going on. But they got pictures of it. It's, you can definitely look. When you look at the bulb, you know it's nothing conventional. Uh, but there is those kind of things. Actually, Jesse, we got to go. What do you got? Real quick. Uh, Sean turns into a pumpkin at one. Well, it's already it's already one where he lives. So, No, no, it's not. I'm sorry. It's, yeah, it's 104 here. over here in Pennsylvania. I'm flipping them around here. Uh, yeah. What do you got? No, really. Uh, what? Okay. Okay. No, we didn't get, oh, you know what? We didn't get any polls, but I will do you this. Um, hold on real quick. I just, I just had it up. So Bynes just up looked 45. at Bynes. I just looked at, just looked at Bynes, uh, sinking job approval rating, which with the recent polls have him at 33%. I don't know okay, how you become president by 33%. <laughs> I, yeah, I, well, I, you import nine million illegal immigrants, and you—I don't think that's enough. Thirty-three percent. Um, so they were—they were. So this governor Hochul, is what her name is, up there in New York, flipped out the other day because uh, the polling company up there said Trump has a chance of flipping New York. Because last time, and I didn't notice, uh, we did at the election, Trump pulled forty-six percent of New York in the last election. The one yeah. he lost to Biden. And that's before we had Biden economics. So, boy, wouldn't that be? I, I, I couldn't tell you the last time New York voted red, man. Jesus, you had to go back 100 years at least. Uh, boy, wouldn't yeah. that be the sight to see? Oh, shit. The, the they, they might have, voted, they might have voted red during one of Reagan's administrations. Maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah. Reagan was well liked. Mm. He was a uniter, just like Clinton was. They were uniters. They weren't. Mm -hmm. They weren't divided. They united the Congress. They united the citizens. Um, what do you mean? George Bush Jr. did, but he didn't. Okay. He gets credit for uniting the country for eight years, but he really didn't. Whoever blew yeah, up the freaking Twin Towers is who united the, the country. The plane hitting the yeah. World Trade Center pretty much. We just got, as a nation, we got pissed. And after about six or seven years, we started to cool off, but we were pissed. You don't go killing three or 4,000 of our citizens. We just we just don't go for that shit. Three or 4,000? That was like 7,000. They, uh, so, and, that's mean? all right. I think I think we ended up killing four and a half to four point seven million. Oh yeah, we killed a shitload yeah. of people. Uh, yeah. We killed. I mean, we not killed, direct we, killing, but like the result of us stomping uh, down on the terrorists. When I seen when I seen the original Iraq figures, we had killed more children than we than we lost people in the Twin Towers. Uh, so that's wow. that's just sad. Well, Obama, believe it or not, who was way down the end of the war, he he killed more. Drone by drones than anybody did. Anybody. His first term, he was, I think it was 25,000. It didn't even care who they were. He was just blowing shit up in Syria. He was just killing people. I think he liked the drones. And then in his second term, he doubled that number. Um, well, you know, drones are drones and you can it's send better them to kill. Again. It's better to kill terrorist leaders than it is to kill the, it is. the rank and file. So I it's, don't, it, like, it, I, good and, for and, him. And, good for him. You know, I, I didn't, and, and, you know, you know, you had some, we had some presidents that actually gave a shit and you know i felt sorry for obama that's just he got screwed he he had a chance i listened to his they, very they, first they pushed speech. him in too soon you know it was, i mean well, i listened to his first he wasn't speech. ready yeah. if, if he had if he had just waited till his till his first senator gig was over that first nah, he, need, he needed he needed he might have been better if, if he'd have done if he'd have done 12 years in the senate 
he would have known everybody and he'd known who to play the game with who who because by then he would have made friends. Six years is not quite long enough because he would have you're friends, making friends. friends. And enemies. You need both. Yeah, but but you do. But 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 you know he'd have made enough friends by then that and it's not that he would understand the game. So in other words, when Nancy yeah. Pelosi got up there and said, "Oh, sign it," and then read it later, he'd have came yeah, on TV yeah, and said, "No, no, it, no." See, a good president would have came and said, "No, no, Nancy, calm down. We're going to read it and then we're going to sign it." And that would and that's what he would have done. But because he didn't know he was lost, he was listening to people like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. Um, he made a lot of bad calls. Uh, it's why he lost the House within the first year in the Senate within the I mean, in the, fir- in the first election. And then when he went to his next election for reelection, he lost the Senate. He never got anything back. So he was basically lame duck for the last of his. He lost, he lost full control of, of the legislation. Yeah. For the whole- and he lost all of it because of what Obamacare. Yeah, because mm-hmm. what happened was, and I said this the very first day I heard, I said, "Look, people, this is not healthcare. This is catastrophic coverage." Now, if you poor, and and you you can spend that hundred dollars a month, and you get majorly sick, this shit is great. I said, but it's no good for anything else because Obama and the Democrats were touting, "Oh, healthcare, so that you go see your doctor on a regular basis." You know, you mm-hmm. go well care is what they call it, where you get regular visits and they they help you with different things and help you. That's not what they got. They got well. If you got shot or you got hit or you're you're in a, in a in the emergency room, then it kicks in. Other than that, it just didn't help you. And then they didn't even give the benefit of let me use my my let me say I, I use my whole um my, my my whole deductible. Oh no! After the treatment, your deductible starts over again. Bullshit. <laughs> I remember when they started doing with with cars. I, I I told my, my I said I'm not even going to use y'all anymore. She's like everybody does it now. That's and, and see Congress. That's where people should come down and say look. You don't get rid of this, you don't get reelected. I don't give a shit what party you are. There are certain things that go in this country that shouldn't be allowed. What do you mean, Jackie? All right, you got two minutes. What? Oh, you're talking about roadblocks and stuff like that? Under the Constitution, roadblocks are unconstitutionally illegal. Also, your car is actually part of your home, so your rights are supposed to extend from your home to your car. But, so what, what the police have done is said these are not roadblocks, these are safety checks. That's what they are, and DUI checks. And then, then the uh, the Supreme Court ruled and said, no, that's illegal. So they didn't want to give this up because this was too much money. They make too much money off of these checks. Yeah. So they said, they said, okay, well, as long as you give people notification ahead of time, then it's okay. So here in Mississippi, and they only they, put it on one radio station. Not well, it, depend, it depends where you are. So in Mississippi, they have to put it in a newspaper for three days in a particular section. New Orleans, one hour, any radio station, doesn't matter which one it is. That's all it is. Uh, Texas, I think they have to give you uh, like two days warning. It varies from state to state, but they have to give you warning. That's the biggest bullshit I've ever heard. Uh, you know, because what happens is, when someone asks to see your license, when you haven't broke a law, what are they doing? They're, you have to prove your innocence. They're, they're assuming you're guilty until you give them that driver's license and they run that name and they know you're not guilty. They're assuming you're guilty, which is illegal in this country because everyone is innocent until proven guilty. So, you know, not enough people challenged it. And actually, it could be repealed. That's another thing. Just tell your congressman, look, if this keeps going on, we're going to stop voting for y'all. We're going to start putting people in here that, that want this going. But and then see half of me thinks it should be gone because I, I, I see not far from my house, like there's my house to buy you and then the road. Um, they do roadblocks right at the edge of this bridge regular. I just posted one the other night. Last year, probably two a month. 
you know, and, and then all they're doing is asking to see your license. What they're really doing is they want to look, they want to smell your car. That's what they're really doing. Yeah. They want to smell to see if you smell like marijuana or if you smell like alcohol. And now even marijuana is hard for them now because if you got health cards, you can say, oh, no, my wife, we were sitting down at the beach. She was smoking or something. Or if we both got a card, you know, no, I, did, I, wasn't, I didn't smoke any, but she did. And then they got a product to prove it's different because you can't just take a marijuana person in for a DUI. It doesn't work that way because chronic smokers are going to have a much higher tolerance than every day. Just some little rookie smoker that just started. These cases have been ha are happening all around our country and judges are having to kick them out because, you know, like the one guy, he got the guy arrested him. He had, he had, the guy said, Oh, he was DUI. Well, no, he, he, when you see him on cam, the guy's perfect. He passes all the DUI tests, but he smelled like marijuana. So he brought him to jail. So he comes into court he and I, and I probably told the story in the air before. He goes, he goes, he films his whole day smoking weed, right? He's smoking joint after joint all day long, and he's showing him driving to work, showing him driving, showing him coming to the courtroom, showing him getting dressed, doing the whole nine yards, going to see his lawyer, and comes in the courtroom. So he asked the judge, he asked the judge how I look. He said, "You look good, you clean looking." Yeah, he said, "You don't look like a pothead to me," and he gave him the video. And the judge said, "Case dismissed," because huh. he just he just proved that he was completely in charge of his entire life. And uh, that it made no difference that it was doing just what it was supposed to do, getting rid of the pain like any other pill you would take. So the judge had to dismiss it. Now, you know, Joe Schmo, who's his first time smoking, smoking some of that shit that's THC level 40 or something. Yeah, he's probably is DUI uh, because Colorado was the first death ever related to marijuana. And that was somebody eating edibles, fell asleep at yeah. the wheel and, and just smashed mm -hmm. into another car. Some of these, then, some of these vapes are like you know THC levels 89, 90, 91, 94 percent THC. What do you need that for? It's not uh, marijuana yeah, anymore. I mean, it's 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 so. I mean, I, it's I, I think because of the vape devices, it has to be that that strong because it does, it, it it affects it affects you a little differently. It's, it's, but, I mean, it, it does, I mean it's not quite as strong as the flower. But the flower, I mean, when when we we were kids uh, in the eighties, we were getting probably. Uh, 12 maybe to 15 percent. Most of the time, it was probably six or eight, you know, that really crappy Mexican brown weed we used to get in the 80s. But uh, the um, the the new stuff, the fly, I mean, 24 percent. I mean, it's double and triple what we were getting 30 40 years ago. Well, I'll tell you what, so man, wow. whatever they whatever they're smoking in Cali now, you go walking through hot, you don't it, look if y'all pot this and potheads, this is for y'all. So if y'all like smoking pot. And you don't want to pay for it. All I do is recommend you go walk around Hollywood Boulevard, and I guarantee you, within an hour, you will be so high you won't know your effing name. Uh, yeah, the, the inside inside of the Bart in San Francisco, it's been that way for like a decade at least. You just can't. That's all you can smell. You'd smell it everywhere. Well, like we're standing at the Roosevelt, we come out the door every day. We came out there was three guys out there with, with you could tell pre rolls just puffing away. Well. Okay, I don't really care. I'm not going to get a high because I used to smoke when I was young. But, man, I'm decked out. I mean, I'm looking good. I don't want to smell like marijuana. I'm like, guys, come on, move down the road or something. I said, you can maybe put some cologne on. And, but the guys I was with have never smoked, and they're getting high as, you know, while we're sitting Yeah. The, the one guy was like, he's like, God damn, how do people do this? I'm like, what's the matter? He said, I'm loaded. I started laughing. I said, let's go get you something to eat, man. Because he was. He was loaded. So <laughs> about 10 of us went on a little romp. We left the Lowe's Hotel. Walked all the way down, walked down Hollywood Boulevard, walked over to Arthur Services. And I'm not kidding you. Every one of us is 10 of us. By the time we got to Arthur Services, everybody was high. Because we made the first block. We hit the corner. There's a bunch of people standing there. Everybody's smoking. And we're in the middle of them. I mean, everybody's smoking. So is it, it's legal for just stand on the street and smoke? Fuck yeah. You can smoke any way. They don't care. 
yeah, it's mean, legal. You're not allowed to do it in DC. You have to be on private property. You can't no, like, walk down the street. Smoking. Yeah, but it's in California. It's like fully legal. It's fully declaration. Yeah, and this is yeah. what's wow. really weird. So I'm staying at the hotel. My whole floor smells like pot. This is a non-smoking <laughs> hotel. Okay. Yeah. So I asked the manager. <laughs> but you about don't it. have He's, to smoke it for the hotel to smell like it. Well, no, no. So wait, wait. So I asked the manager about. It. He said, "Oh no." He said, "They can smoke marijuana. It doesn't cause cancer." He said, "Cigarettes not allowed here, though." And I looked at him like I said, "Okay." I, I was like, "I didn't know what to tell him." And because uh, I said, "Dude, can you put me in another floor? I don't want to smell like pot all the time." Because the floor reeked, <laughs> man. They was like partying, and which I don't, I'm not, I'm not hating. You know, party all you want. I, I don't care. But I was there for business. I wasn't there for you know playtime. Yeah. I was there for playtime. I wasn't a kid because we stopped. Um, but so when I took Chris and the two guys out, you know, the year before last, we walked into this bar and we sit down. And I'm talking to the bartender. I said, "Hey, I'm from New Orleans. He's from Australia. These two are from the UK." And we're sitting there. So they start telling him. He starts telling me in the bar, and I'm not shitting. Just drink after drink after drink after drink coming. Next thing I see is bud after bud after bud after bud come. There, there must have been at one point a half ounce of more weed on the table. I was like, dude, I said, I don't think anybody here smokes like that. <laughs> He's, oh, I just take it with y'all, man. You know, shit's free down here. I'm like, wait, what? I was laughing so hard. And, uh, and then he said, oh, wait. So then the, the bartender comes over with a hookie. He said, y'all should all just hookie on this, man. So the two UK guys are, Phew. I was like, y'all okay? It looked like they quit breathing for a minute. <laughs> I was like, I said, are y'all all right, man? Come on. Don't die on me. He said, John, I'll never forgive me. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> And then Chris, Chris got loaded up, uh, but I was, I was doing driving. So I was like, no, sorry guys. Um, but I mean, everybody was buying his booze. Everybody was really nice. I mean, everywhere we went, everybody was super nice. And especially when they found out where we were from, everybody's just really nice. Everybody wanted to give you something which bothered me, but you know, Hey, I, I'd never actually, um, last time I had partied in, in Cali, God, I was, I wasn't even married. That's how long ago that was. Um, it was, uh, that was, I mean, it was a long time ago, but I had a good time. And the only thing I don't like about LA is that, you know, on the weekdays, you can't get booze after 12 and on the weekends, you can't get it after two. I'm like, what the hell is this? I mean, you can buy beer, you can buy booze in Louisiana in a convenience store all night long, much less go to a bar. There, there are some of those Bible belt laws. Savannah, Georgia, you can't buy beer in the liquor stores or beer stores on Sunday. So if you're going to have a Super Bowl party, you got to buy on Saturday or Friday before. Um, my friends and I, we used to, when we were in college, we played Dungeons and Dragons every Sunday. So we had to make sure we bought our booze the night before. You didn't have anything for the game. Uh, and if you own a restaurant in Savannah, uh, in order for you to sell uh, beer and wine on Sundays, you have to have food that's uh, 51% of your sales every Sunday, or they take your beer license away. Well, you see, now that's funny because in Louisiana and Metairie and New Orleans, uh, you can't serve alcohol anymore without serving food. Uh, yeah. all, all all bars have to serve some type of food. It's just one of the things. Uh, and what, what's happened is, is that some really good late night hamburger and steak joints. Of course, you don't yeah. really know if you've been drinking all night. It's just good to eat the damn three and three thirty in the morning. Uh, there was a place Gino's we used to go. We'd be out partying all night, and they had po' boys. So we'd stop in around four thirty, five o'clock in the morning, get a po' boy, and then go down to uh, a place called Aliens or, or um, Southsides and party there until noon. And uh, at noon, they would feed you uh, when you were in a the bar. They'd feed you breakfast in the bar, and oh, uh, you'd walk you'd walk out the bar. Your eyes would just you know you hit the sun like like Jesus. What time is it? And but that's <laughs> that's New Orleans. That's it's how you party down here. It's not. We had, so, we had this so restaurant. I'm traveling. I'm like, what? You got to hear it. this. You like this? Uh, there, there's a, in Savannah. We had a, a, a restaurant open up specific specifically to uh, 
uh, grab bar traffic. Uh, and it was a like a breakfast and, and, and lunch uh, menu, but they didn't open till like eight or nine o'clock at night. And they yeah. closed at like four or five in the morning. And the, the bulk of their traffic, though, was the bar. The bars closed at three o'clock in the morning. So you, you could drink until about two thirty when they called the last call, get your last beverage. And then everyone would cork down their last beverage for the last 30 minutes. And it was three blocks from the bar I hung out at. So I didn't have to drive to it. I could just walk down the street to it. And they had the best omelet you could ever get in your life. I mean, it was like it was it was a two meal omelet. It was so huge. Um mm. That that guy was a genius. That's the best thing to do. And it, they didn't sell liquor or beer. They just were selling to people who were drunk on liquor and beer. Man, no, that that that's what genius. It, 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 you can only get a coke, and you can only get food. Now there was a bar right next door, but it was uh, now Tennessee was different. You had to buy liquor at a liquor store and bring it in the club with you. Yeah, weird. It was weird. It was weird. I, I I'm like, what do you mean? She says so. They they would sell you a pitcher of coke. For like fifteen dollars at the bar, <laughs> I'm not shitting you. <laughs> but you could go next door to the liquor store and get a fifth of bourbon for like five bucks. I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. I was confused, man. I was just like, I said, I'm from New Orleans. This shit. Well, get this. Sense in, in Hilton Head, you 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 go to the bar and you ask for a shot of whatever liquor, and they give you a little airplane size fifty mil bottle. That's your shot. You ask for a double shot, they open up two. The little fifty mil. That's how the bars work. They don't. The bars don't buy. They don't have bottles mm. on the on the bar. It's every every liquor is a fifty mil nip, and if you go to the liquor store, you have two choices of size. You can buy a six pack of the fifty mils of your favorite liquor, or you can buy a liter, and that's it. There's no fifth. Oh no man, these people down here would have a riot. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Those are the choices. I mean, they, they buy back or a, a, a liter Well, you can get anything from a little one all the way up to like a gallon if you want. Oh, um, yeah. Fifth is standard down here. But I mean, you, you they don't care. And I'm telling you, it's inconvenience. That's so when my friends come in from other states and we're in a convenience, do they sell liquor in a convenience? Yeah, they sell liquor. They can look everywhere down here, man. I said, this is a drunk ass state, dude. <laughs> you can walk from bar to bar with a non breakable container in mm -hmm. both Savannah and uh, Blue Water. down here. Yeah. Beverage. So, yeah, it's a drinking culture. You Actually, you can drive up to the daiquiri shop, go through the drive through, get your daiquiri, and go on about your business. You can actually drive up to the bar place and get your liquor. And in Mississippi, they got a place called The Barn. You can drive in, get your liquor, and get your cigarettes and all right there, and, and drive on yeah. out on your way. You don't Ohio have to has brew-throughs. You can drive up and get get it. I don't think you can get liquor, but you can get beer and wine, cigarettes. You know, but it amazes me. The drive-thru. Because I get a big white rush, and I get like a, I get the big monster size, the 32 ounce with like two shots of uh, Everclear in it. And uh, and then I just put it in a car and drive. Now, granted, I mean, there's already 151 to start off with, but um, – I guess because it takes a long time to drink one of them, you know, because they're cold as hell. You don't, I don't know how to, I don't know how it's legal. And the cops don't care. And as long as the lid's on it, we're starting and kept this destroying it. As long as you have the lid on it, it's sitting in a container and you don't smell like alcohol, oh, they don't give a shit. Yeah, uh, they're not going to yeah. check unless you smell like alcohol. They're, they're, do, they're do you like, still have a Willie's like, down there in Louisiana? Somewhere they got one. I think they got one in Baton Rouge. Yeah. No, Jimmy, um, we going. We got to go, man. We got it's it's past my bedtime. No, we stayed late. Oh we yeah. Started late. Oh yeah. We're almost half an hour. Sean, Sean was bad tonight, and we had we had to start late. But you know what can I yeah. tell you? Yeah. He's 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 actually part Martian. 
Yeah, you know, there's an old TV show from way back. My uncle Marty is my, was a Martian. My favorite Martian. Yeah, my favorite yep. Martian. There you go. It was, his name was it's, Uncle it's Marty. The same guy, it's the same guy that plays Mr. Hand in Fast. Yeah, Mr. Hand. Mr. Hand, you did. Mr. Han. It's our time. Yeah. Jeffrey, I, I haven't I haven't seen <laughs> You mean Saturday Night Live? I, I couldn't tell you the last time I watched a Saturday night. It got a little it got a little lefty I there for me. Years ago, yeah. God. The it, only it just, guy that's funny on there is that that Cal guy, that that black fella, and everyone else sucks. It's yes, horrible. I remember Land Shark. Land Shark was retarded, but I remember it. Yes, Land Shark. I remember. I remember all that stuff. I remember. Chip but that's back when. Yeah, and that's when Belushi and then with it. That's that's a whole different. They that's haven't the had a crew like that since. Players. That's the original grouping. Yeah, yeah those guys are yeah, awesome. Yeah. That that that's a whole different thing. They've had some good groups, and on, on, on it's just lately in the last ten or fifteen years, they seem to be very politically orientated to the left. And I, and I, again, I don't want to watch it. I, I don't care. You know, I if you want, if you want to pick on like Hillary and, and Trump together, put them in a, in a scene kissing right. each other, that would be funny. But um, just hating on Trump, not that's that's I don't I can see that anyway. I can turn and see it in and watch that. I mean, come on, uh, and, and it probably actually be funny than what they were. But we got to go, guys. Uh, it's past my bedtime. I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> I've been up for since like four in the morning. Oh man, my, my yeah. last few days have been busy as shit in hell. Um, but no, I'll be here tomorrow. I'm on the Arthur's Quill. I forgot. Uh, Who's with us tomorrow? Dan. Oh, I forgot his name now. Oh no, Zach B's with us on tomorrow. Zach B's on with us tomorrow. So y'all come check him out and uh we'll see what happens. What do you mean? Why ain't there no girl authors? What are you talking about? What? Is- oh, 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 we haven't had any on the authors quill. Okay. Well, I'll 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 get I'll get I'll get Carmen. I mean, on pe- that people yet. know that they represent like 90% of the publishing industry, right? Like yeah, let's, I, I, let's be I, let's be let's be honest here. Let's be let's I know let's, I just just you see, yeah. yeah, yeah, they want to put it well, on one of those two nice, authors. Too. Nora Roberts owns an entire town in Maryland called Boonesboro. I mean, she's like the town mayor. She has the she owns the hotel and the convention center and like three restaurants. So yeah, but what know, I'm talking about is management, like management, yeah, management like ninety percent yeah. of the industry, editors, yeah. managers, oh, yeah. all, of, all of that. But you, don't, yeah. but you don't hear that. You don't hear. You don't hear any of that. Never, never spoken about. Right? Because they don't want them evil women. To, they don't want to know that they're evil. It's, inconvenient. it's an inconvenient fact. It's an inconvenient fact. It is. It is. It's uh. What is that, Jerry? Um. I'll tell you this, I, and this real quick for writers of the future. What I've noticed is the majority of authors that win are male. They are females, but the majority are male. But the majority of illustrators that win are female, and they're younger. So the majority of authors are usually thirty-three plus. There's some younger, but the majority of them are usually in the 34, 35, 36 range. I don't know why. Joe, but I, I bet you if you asked, though, if you asked author services for statistics, I bet you if you look at the like the ratio of males to females that submit, I bet you it's, you know, if it's like, I'm just making things up, but if it's like a six to one or three to one men to women women winning, it's probably 10 to one males submitting, submitting to every yeah. female. More than it probably is too. You know, when I when I'm there, I'll see the yeah. other journey. I'll ask her this year while I'm there. I'm going to ask if she can like. Get like I bet you the success rate of of women is probably better because just in in general, on average, they're less likely to take risks than men. Men will just submit anything, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah, I'm going to win, which no is matter. probably why they're more successful in terms of winning the. I had if I had to guess, that's what I would think. Where the yeah, that's that, but that, that's 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 a pretty good yeah. probably in a pretty good range. Uh, Jerry, no. Um, well, the authors that submit tend to be more extroverted than inverted, and the illustrators that win tend to be more inverted. So just to put this in perspective, 
when I do interviews with authors there, they tend to last 30 to an hour and a half. When I do interviews with illustrators, it's 15 minutes to 30 minutes. It's about the max. Now, when you get into the judges that flip-flops, the, yeah. the illustrated judges seem to be much more experted than the, than the, the judges for the authors. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing. But I've hung out with all of them, and it's just, it just seems to be the way it is. I have no idea what it means. It just, I'm just telling you what's going on. Uh, and uh, it's, you know, just Sean was just kind of going over some of the facts. But we got to go. It's past my, again, it's past my bedtime. Plus, I'm hungry, and it's past my bedtime. And I got a big Brooklyn-ass pizza sitting in the kitchen that I'm going to pop in the, in the uh, broiler in a minute. I'm going to go get me some bacon and lettuce and tomato sandwiches. Yeah, I won't even be to bed for like another five hours, people. Jesus, I don't, it's a weekend. I don't go to bed early. No, we got to go. Um, Sean's got a wife, which I'm surprised she didn't come snatching by his hair yet and say, why ain't you in, in the bedroom by now? Yeah, so every now and then you see his head do that. So you got to kind of wonder, what's back there, man? Uh, no, when I first started doing radio, my son was young. And he used to like come sneak in the room and grab me by the beard and pull my face over to the side, which he <laughs> thought was cute, by the way. Uh, I'm like, dude, stop it. And he'd, he'd jump on my lap. And then, you know, he didn't get the cat for backup. Hmm. But, you know, it wasn't much, much, wasn't as much video back then as there is today. Oh, real funny story, real quick. I'm in getting my pizza and I see they got Roku on their TV. So I said, Can I see your remote for a minute? She said, Yes. So I put the channel on. I said, There you go. Here's some good stuff to watch. And it was still on when I left. <laughs> Uh, I, matter of fact, y'all were on. I think uh, you and Jeffrey were. Oh no, Jeffrey and uh, Wham was on. That's who was on. Wham, 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 man. Yes, y'all can go see Wham. But anyway, you'll see the other Sean here soon enough. He'll be in February. But he's on his show and causing just freaking. He's he's always welcoming. We're gonna invite him every week. So when he's here, he's here. When he's not, he's not. You know how you know how to host rotate on this show. Uh, so you never know. But uh, we gotta go. Everybody, good night, good night. John, like I said, Jay's here with Jeffrey. Y'all can see him. He's coming in with me and Jeffrey. And uh, what do you mean? Who who on UFO Paranormal? Oh, you mean Sean? Uh, I've never had you on UFO Paranormal, have you? Yeah, you have. Yeah, yeah I thought so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought we yeah. Yeah, him because we had a good old conversation. Oh, yeah. well, you should have said that in the beginning, doofus ass. <laughs> so you you acting like, so you've seen this show. You such an Anyway, we're going to get out of here. Go watch it again. No, I'll bring him back on in a couple of months. Well, once he gets settled into his show, I'm going to have him do the rounds on the network so he can help get his audience up faster. What's well, easier when you when you hit different shows, like she can go harass Michelle. Mm-hmm. 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 And it's anything to keep the heat off of Joe's back. <laughs> yeah. No, Michelle's my favorite person. But uh, no, there's lots of good. I, was like, I think there's 32 hosts on the network right now, so there's lots of shows to go to. And there's like science and the paranormal, which both of these both of these have PhDs, so it's interesting to listen to them talk. Uh, sometimes I'm thinking mm, I need to do some more research. Uh, mm-hmm. Got a couple of bachelors on the network, got a couple of PhDs on the network, but it, that really doesn't matter. It, it, you can have all the degrees you want. You're either a host or you're not. I, I can be totally. I have seen hosts with no basically no education be fabulous. As a matter of fact, some of them are even famous these days. And I've seen some with PhDs and all kind of education that couldn't even figure out how to work StreamYard. I said, so, you know, it varies. It, it's a skill. Yeah. It's all it is. It's like any other skill. It's just a skill. And you got to gift for gab or you don't. Or you can learn it. Yeah, you can learn it. You know, anyway, Bubbles, we're out of here. Good night, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to United Public Radio. Y'all stay out of trouble this weekend. I know it's freezing in most of the country again this weekend. So let's let's just stay warm and snuggly. And, you know, January is always a good month for making what babies. 
in that note, I will see y'all tomorrow. Good night, everyone. And stay tuned for Spaced Out Radio with the incredible, insane Scott Bakula. No, I'm sorry. That's not his real name. (laughs) 